The Preston and Steve Daily Podcast is presented by Acme. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus. Casey Boy. Lay off me. I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, we're starting, aren't we? Welcome today, Friday. It has arrived. We are the Preston and Steve Show. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. The first day of December, a Friday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities in Philadelphia are searching for an inmate who escaped from a prison facility in the Holmesburg section of the city on Thursday. The man being sought has been identified as 34-year-old Gino Hagencotter, an inmate at the Riverside Prison. Officials say that Hagencotter was working in an orchard outside uh, the nearby Philadelphia Industrial Correctional Facility on State Road when he left without permission. Philadelphia Prisons Commissioner Blanche Carney said that Hagencotter was working by himself with one corrections officer accompanying him. Carney said that Hagencotter asked the corrections officer for permission to use the restroom. When he didn't come back, the officer went to check the restroom and found that he had fled. You hear something like this, don't you immediately think of Cool Hand Luke? Yeah. <laughs> You're right? Shaking, shaking it off, boss. Shaking it off, boss. Yep. Yeah, because in the movie, he goes to go to the bathroom and that's how he, and that's yeah, he yeah, takes he, off. And he was yeah. also like, he ended up doing like so much time in jail for such a petty crime because, right. he, kept because he kept escaping. And this yeah. guy was so close. Yeah, he was getting out in April, right? Kath? Well, he, he, had like a, he had uh, asked for something, and because of another charge in Bucks County, they didn't give it to him. And so they're saying that's why he, you know, he was. Oh, pissed. he was looking at more time potentially. Yeah, he All was right. pissed, and so he, um, he left. Yeah. Uh, police believe Hagencotter then hopped a fence and went through a sanitation department yard that is adjacent to the prison. Investigators have video of him going through the parking lot and then down towards Torsdale Avenue. Investigators say video shows he escaped by eleven forty-eight in the morning. The corrections officer alerted the prison about the escape at twelve. 5. Hagencotter is serving a sentence for charges related to theft and burglary and met the criteria to have an outside work assignment, according to a statement from the mayor's office. Carney said that Hagencotter was at one point set to be released to a court-ordered housing program Thursday, but he uh, that was canceled after it was discovered that he was wanted for retail theft in Bucks County. Hagencotter is described as being 5 feet 6 inches, 140 pounds, with brown eyes and gray hair. All Philadelphia prisons have been placed on lockdown and visitation <clears throat> have been discontinued. This comes just a few months after two inmates pulled off a high-profile escape in Holmesburg. Uh, earlier this year, 19-year-old Amin Hurst and 24-year-old Nasir Grant escaped through a gap cut in the fence of the PICC in May. Philadelphia City Council passed a ban on wearing ski masks in certain public places in the city. Once signed into law, the ban would prohibit wearing ski masks and other ways of concealing one's face in public places, including schools, recreation centers, parks, daycares, city-owned buildings, and mass transit. I see it all the time, like when I'm like driving around and I, I see people in ski masks. I'm like, that's not 
That's not somebody worried about COVID with, you know No, no, I mean? no, like, no, no. They, yeah, that, that wouldn't be it. Uh, but I've, yeah, used to, you see a lot more signs up saying that, especially like mm-hmm. at uh, Wawa's and 7-Elevens about no, n- no uh, ski mask, no, you know. Right. No face covering. SEPTA already. Uh, obviously, if there's a religious aspect to it, they're going to make an accommodation. Right. Yeah. SEPTA already banned face masks on public transit in June. Under the past legislation, there would be an exemption for religious requirements and other free speech Or for, needs. for theft. Right. right. Yeah, or yeah, if, yeah. You, if you want to steal <laughs> I'm a, from the I'm store. a thief. Oh, oh, oh. Now, if a person is caught wearing a ski mask in a public place, they would be fined $250, uh, but they would not be charged with anything. If the person is caught wearing a ski mask during a criminal activity, they would face a fine up to $2,000. City council members voted 13 to 2 to pass the legislation and sent it to the mayor's desk. Uh, council members say Philadelphia has been uh, has seen an uptick in people wearing ski masks as they commit crimes. I see a way around this. Just mandate that they also have to have skis with them. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it feels <laughs> yeah. intense. Yeah. It's okay to wear this. Yeah. We but just, you do have to have a pair of skis or a snowboard. That shows intent. Yeah. So skis or snowboard. Yeah, that's, that's okay, too. Yeah. yeah. The Coast Guard and several other agencies in New Jersey are investigating after tar balls were discovered along the Jersey Shore on Long Branch and Monmouth Beaches. Officials in the area say they have no clue where they, where they came from. The Coast Guard, I, I actually thought, I was like, do I want to do this story because... Tar balls. Balls are in it and that something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just say that word. You balls. can't. No. Blo- you could cut it, like, call them blocks. Blobs or something I, like that. Actually, I was at um, I was at an event last night for my jewelry, right? And I have a chain that is little balls. It's called a ball chain. Yeah. And this woman was was talking to me, and she was buying three necklaces for her daughters. And she's like, "I want the ball chain, but I don't know if I want the ball chain for this one. I want the ball chain." And then finally, she stopped, and she's like, "It's just so hard to keep saying balls." You know what I mean? I was like, what? Yeah. Like even she's right. even you. She's right. Yeah. Uh, so officials in the area say they don't know where this is coming from. Uh, the Coast Guard received reports of tar balls ranging in size from approximately one to two inches and smaller uh, near Seven Presidents Oceanfront Park on Tuesday morning. Tar balls are created when crude oil floats on ocean surfaces. Don't they come up to the beach to lay their eggs? No. Wa- no. Waves, oh, that's turtles. That's turtles. turtles. Waves and wind begin uh, tearing the oil slicks into smaller and smaller pieces, and the water starts changing its physical characteristic, uh, characteristics. According to NOAA, tar balls are usually the remnants of an oil spill, but can also be produced by natural seeps. That's when oil or natural gas leaks through uh, fractures and sediments on the ocean floor. Why isn't there a game called tar balls for the beach? Right, <laughs> oh, yeah. Preston? Yeah. yeah. Casey, you guys yeah. have easy there. to catch. Tar balls! Yes. You just hold your hand up and stick to your hand. Yeah. Even people who don't want to play can play. I've yeah. been trying to come up with my a own beach, beach game? game for like the tar last balls. year or whatever. Yeah. So um, we're going to start with tar balls. <laughs> All right. Officials in New Jersey dispatched a pollution response. It's hypodermic game. I was thinking that's perfect, Steve. It's like darts. <laughs> right. Yeah. A Coast Guard air station, Atlantic City, conducted a flight over the area to look for oil pollution in the water. No oil was observed in the water during the flight. Beachgoers and mariners are advised to avoid contact with the tar balls. Anyone who notices any tar balls or oil sheen in the area should contact the National Response Center. In sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the New Jersey oh, Devils 4-3 in overtime last night in South Philly. What the f- 
fuck is this? The Flyers were down 3-1 but scored two goals in the uh, late in the third period to force the overtime. Just 28 seconds into the extra frame, Luke Hughes took a perfect pass from his older brother Jack Hughes and scored the game winner for the Devils. What the fuck is that? The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night and will take on their cross-state rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are on the road tonight with the game in Boston against the Celtics. Tip-off is at 7.30. In Thursday night football, the Cowboys beat the Seattle Seahawks 41-35. to Last night in Dallas, Dak Prescott threw three touchdown passes and the Cowboys won their 14th consecutive home game. Prescott's 12-yard pass to Jake Ferguson put Dallas in front with four and a half minutes remaining and the Cowboys improved to 9-3. and Former Eagle Zach Ertz requested a release from the Arizona Cardinals and it was granted. The tight end will be leaving the Cardinals, who have the second worst record in the NFL at 2-10 and and now has the opportunity to join a contender for the rest of the season. And the 10-1 and Eagles are at home this weekend to take on the San Francisco 49ers who are 8-3 and and in first place in the NFC West. Kickoff at the link on Sunday is set for 425. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're happy you're here with us on a Friday. Casey just laid out like a whole bunch of stuff that we need to give away yeah. uh, this week. So This is uh, uh, in celebration of... Necrophilia Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Yes. NF. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> we all were like, what? Yeah, I'm like, the, the big event is <laughs> Necrophilia Friday. Nick, uh, was, Nick was afraid he was going to miss it this morning. Yeah. Like, I had mentioned yesterday that, oh, my God, somebody texted in and says, no sad bro, it's Necrophilia Friday. <laughs> we all made it, everybody. I have two stories coming up in the Bizarre File, <laughs> and I'll do them back to back because you just won't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I, I said yesterday that I don't think we've ever had an occasion where I've had more than one necrophilia story no. to report on a, any given day. Sort of an old school radio thing so, that you just keep one necrophilia story per segment. But. We'll get to that. I, don't, I, can, I can count on one hand how many necrophilia stories I've ever one had cold dead hand. Over, yeah. the, uh, over the years, but I have two of them. Count them two today in your Bizarre File. So we'll celebrate that later on. Yes. And with that, <laughs> we have a lot of things to give away. We have a whole bunch of stuff. I want to start giving something away right now. In fact, I'll take callers 10 and 11 at 215 5263WMMR give you The Fugitive on digital. Nice. A great movie, and it's celebrating its 30th anniversary. The iconic film starring Harrison Ford is now in stunning 4K Ultra HD. So we'll take callers 10 and 11, and we'll give you that away. We have that much stuff that we just have to start giving it away now because we've got the uh, Philly Sports Trips tailgate. We've got tickets to Sebastian Maniscalco. we got beer from Victory Brewing. Uh, we got the Big Five basketball event coming up, and we will have your chance to win all that stuff. We'll probably do a lot of that with the connoisseur yes. segment, which we're going to get to early this morning, and we're going to try for the first time. We've legitimized the connoisseur segment. It has a sponsor now, and it's mini a good melts. one. Mini melts, and uh, we have our own mini melt freezer. So we're going to each Friday we're going to try and sample the uh, the different flavors, and so today we're going to set that up, and we'll get to that uh, in the seven o'clock hour. Now, on top of that. We have a ton of people on our program as well. Great guests on the show. Uh, our friend Christopher Titus is stopping by today. He's going to be at Helium over the weekend, so he'll be in the 8 o'clock hour. David Spade is checking in this morning. I love David Spade. Because he's got a show at the Miller Theater tomorrow night, so we'll do a quick chat with him around 9 o'clock. And then right after that, we're going to talk to Adam Devine 
and Anders Holm. And they are going to be at Parks Casino a week from today. Uh, they're playing the This Is Important show. That's their their podcast they do. So the Workaholics basically put together this podcast, and people are loving it. So uh, we'll check in with those guys, too. So we have a bunch of stuff on this Friday morning, things to give away, stuff to talk about. So we'll take a break, come back in a second. I got a lot of stories in the entertainment report to roll by you, as well as things to win. So hang out with us. We will enjoy this Friday morning together. So stay there. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. March is a critical time to check your home's windows. If yours are cracked or leaking and won't open or stay open, then it's time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, you get two windows free. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> Sorry, like, I, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> the very second you wrapped up, I took a sip of coffee and it went down the wrong way. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to give away a $50 Gabe's gift card for the stupid question. <clears throat> if you can answer this, <laughs> I still have some remnants left in there. Uh, what is the longest running U.S. game show? Aha. Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to this? What is the longest running U.S. game show? 215-263-WMMR is the number. whole bunch oh. of really cool birthdays today. Uh, today being the first day of December. And we'll, t- we'll, we'll mention one of the great divas, singer and actress Bette Midler. Yeah. Celebrates her birthday today. And uh, she is 78 years old. And uh, we've had a storied career. Yeah. yeah. She started off uh, as, as a singer in uh, Gay you know, small clubs in New York City. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, Barry Manilow was yeah. her keyboard player for a long time. What? I didn't know that. Barry Manilow. Bathhouses? Gay bathhouses. And she was, they, they, the audiences loved her. She built up a, uh, a reputation. That was the, um, one of the few places that would book her early on. And then the legend built. And uh, yeah. Powerhouse singer. Yeah. And a, a fantastic actress. Yeah. Too. She's yeah. solid. Uh, a guilty pleasure. Well, not a guilty pleasure. It's a great movie. Uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Nick Nolte. I love yeah, that terrific. movie. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, so she is 78 years old today. I still cry at Peaches. Uh, Charlene Tilton. Oh, my from, God. Uh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. She played Lucy Ewing on that show. 
and she turns 65 years old, so happy She's birthday. Sex pot, right? To her. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. That was her reputation on the show. Yep. Uh, one of the all-time great golfers and a wonderful personality, a gentleman by the name of Lee Trevino has his birthday. He was uh, in Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah. He always, like, shaking his head. I don't like, think he has any lines. Yeah. He just, like, <laughs> he's shaking his head at Happy, throws his uh, club up in the air. He's this uh, guy. He was one of the, the all-time great. Uh, you know, winningest uh, golfers. He's way up there, uh, but he has a. He doesn't have a pretty swing. He doesn't have a right. a really natural looking, beautiful golf swing. Say like a um, Ben Hogan or something like that. But uh, but he was able to make it work for him. Isn't he a legendary for being a, a storyteller, like a raconteur? Like he has his. I don't know golf stories. I've Probably. always heard that he's one of the, the great storytellers. I'm golf. sure he's he's a great personality. I, I check out some of his uh, videos on YouTube. He's got some great you know no nonsense suggestions for golf. Swing so uh, eighty four today. Candace Bushnell, who's been ah. here in our studio before, the author of Sex in the City. Uh, she turned sixty five. She's super nice, super cool, and you can see why she. That's her world, but uh, yeah, she she carries herself in that way, that Sex in the City way. From the Lincoln Park camp, we have Brad Delson, who plays guitar for the band, celebrating his birthday today. I mean, like, the, I, I, when I hear Lincoln Park, I'm like, okay, what is a good Lincoln guitar? Park guitar song? Yeah, yeah. I'm like... They all kind of start off, they, they don't dive right in. They, yeah, no. they kind of have this little lead-up like this song. But uh, it's funny, because I remember when Lincoln Park were, like, the new kids. Yeah. The new uh, band, and uh, he's 46 years old today. You know what? I um, we, at the uh, MMRBQ this past year, I think I was with you, Preston, when we were side stage for the karaoke, and the one guy was singing the Lincoln Park song. And I'm looking at the crowd. I'm like, the crowd? Yeah. It, well, I mean, every single yeah. person in the crowd was. I was like, okay, maybe Lincoln Park's a little bit bigger than. No, their ca- their catalog sort of transcends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were all singing along. It was great. So Brad Delson <clears throat> is 46 today. Uh, one of the great rock drummers, John Densmore of the uh, Doors, turns a year older, and he is celebrating. Celebrating his 79th birthday. Underappreciated, I think, right? Yeah, he's a great drummer. Yeah. Uh, he and uh, Robbie Krieger, uh, the last two members of that uh, band, still with us. And uh, John Densmore, who I think he and uh, he and um, uh, Morrison. Morrison had kind of butted heads. Oh, had they? Yeah. Uh, but he is celebrating his 79th Don't touch my drum kit. Birthday today. <laughs> I'm going to rub my balls on your drum kit. I'm the Lizard King. Lizard King is rubbing his balls on your drum set. <laughs> oh, that would be the best. Uh, very beautiful and talented Sarah Silverman. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. She was on Kimmel last night. Was she? Yeah, and uh, it's interesting to me because they dated for a long time. Yeah. And now have a really cordial relationship. But she's in uh, Maestro with Bradley Cooper. Ah, uh, that's right. What? Yeah. And there's Oscar buzz. I was not aware of that. Wow, is she a pivotal character? I don't know. I haven't she's seen the nose. She, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. plays his nose. Yes. Oh. She's a prosthetic <laughs> and shows up on his face. Uh, she is. You can me. hardly tell it's her. Celebrating her 53rd birthday. She gets into a verbal fight with Tommy Lee's penis, Preston. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. i got to see that yeah. scene. Uh, uh, singer Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Has his birthday alone again naturally. It was a big, big hit for him. The most depressed. In a little while from now. You remember that song? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Oh, you don't? Know, no, can you guys sing it it's together? It's time. I, the, I only remember the, um, the chorus. Alone, alone again, again naturally. naturally. You would, I bet you would know it if you heard it. it. It's sort of a bouncy song with very, like, sad lyrics. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Uh, so he celebrates his 77th birthday. Marissa, if you wouldn't mind finding that, Gilbert O'Sullivan, alone again, naturally. I'd like Casey to hear that. Uh, then we have the very beautiful and also talented Zoe Kravitz. <sighs> Love her, man. Yeah, she and Channing Tatum are married, married now, right? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a lot more on it, but that's what we heard. She's great in the Batman. She's wonderful. Uh, daughter of Lenny Kravitz. Daughter. Lisa Bonet. <laughs> daughter. Is my daughter. Is that your daughter who played Katat Woman? Uh, Zoe is 35 today. Um, stunningly gorgeous. I have a crush. I, th- I think every mm. yeah. set of birthdays, there's at least one that I have a crush on. Actually, the last two here I have yeah. serious crushes on. Uh, beautiful and talented Janelle Monet. Just like mm. perfect. Uh, She's gorgeous yeah. uh, and and talented actress, really adventurous musician too. Like her stuff yeah. is pretty damn cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like her stuff. And I, so I was listening to the um, uh, got Brandy Carlisle audio book, and there was a moment in there, and and the, when she, I I never knew who she was, and then she performed at the Grammys, and I just remember it being a showstopper press, and I, yeah. I sent it to you. But in the the audio book, she talks about that moment, and she was singing and performing, and Janelle Monae was the first person in the audience that noticed it and stood up and she says she locked eyes with Janelle Monet and basically just sang to her the entire wow. time. So she's she getting yeah. sort of a standing OV from... Um... Well, she from the entire crowd. I oh, mean, you okay. really need to watch yeah, that yeah. performance of her doing the joke. Um, but Janelle was like, wait a second, this is amazing, you know, and yeah. stood up immediately. Where are my and... keys? <laughs> <laughs> I can't... Oh, my she's God. batting her legs Never mind. and then she it. stood up. Yeah. Back Where are my keys? Where are my keys? <laughs> <laughs> Janelle Monet is 39. And then uh, the other one that I have a crush on, because I totally have a thing for redheads, Sarah Snook. From Succession, she played Shiv on the show, and uh, fantastic. At some point, I guess I should dive in and watch that. It's really good. It's really good. I'm watching so much. There's a scene in the the final uh, season where she and her husband, Tom, who's another great character, had this just knock down, drag out, lay it on the line, fight about each other, and I tell you, they just say some of the most brutal stuff (laughs) that a couple can say to each other. It's just harsh. Is that the same scene with the bite fight, or is that a different one? I think that might be a different one. Yeah, that one made me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And then, like, the way that the show ended, and this is not a spoiler or whatever, but, like, there's a moment between the two of them uh, that's Uh. just, like... Bizarre, Steve. I, I I don't know if you'd like it or not. It's it's interesting, um, and it's some really great acting. Uh, but it is a comedy, and it's weird yeah. that it, because it doesn't present Dark. as a comedy. And you, you know, I I don't think I realized that until maybe the third season. I was like, hang on a second, the dark is, comedy. This is not a Very drama. It, yeah. People have descri- described yeah. it similar to you're familiar with Patty Chayefsky. who wrote Network, and though that that there are there's yeah. a weave of humor. In serious there you yeah. go. stuff. That's the way to yeah, put yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, Sarah Snook is, <laughs> is celebrating her 36. Oh, here we are. Oh. Casey, this is it. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Do you guys know this? Actually, Bismarck E did a cover of this. Really? Yeah, with the at least with the chorus. This brings back memories. I mean, everything that happens to this dude is horrible. Yeah. He's coming up to the course. Right here. No, no, no. no. 
Okay, no. interesting. Yeah. It's it's used in a few movies. It is. Uh, I, I like think it. you know where they use it is in um, oh uh, where the they're the conjoined twins. Oh, uh, uh, stuck together. Stuck yeah, to you. Uh, stuck, stuck on stuck you. On you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they get the separation surgery and they're having a hard time coping <laughs> with it, this yeah. song is playing in the background. <laughs> we actually have again. a clip from uh, the Skanky Whore. <laughs> yeah, that's from the movie. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Yes. No, I just heard a funny story about Stuck on You with Matt Damon and uh, John Krasinski tells it. It showed up on my Instagram feed yesterday. But for some reason, so Matt uh, Damon apparently was in some bodega trying to buy wine. Uh, He didn't have his ID on him. And it, but he's like you know he's, so he's hands the guy his credit card and you know he takes his hat off yeah. and he's like you know it, it's me he's like and the bodega guy's like I don't know who you are <laughs> and the only ID that he had in his uh, apartment was the DVD of Stuck on You <laughs> he's like I'm not bringing that I am not bringing that. <laughs> That's wonderful. All right. We will see if someone knows the answer to this question. What is the longest running U.S. game show? And it's Billy that we're going to go to here for the answer. Let's get let's get his clip here, Casey. Okay. Oh, I'm Billy. Uh, hi, Billy. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, long time caller. First time listener. Oh, first time <laughs> wow. listener. That's excellent, the back way. All right. Well, listen. What's the longest running U.S. game show, sir? The Price is Right. Of course it is. <laughs> yep. Hang on. Got a $50 Gabe's gift card. You can get huge discounts of up to 70% off mall store prices on brands like Hurley, Realtree, Stanley, Carhartt, Disney, Bear Paw, Mattel, Fisher Price, and big athletic brands too big to say. And if it's on their wish list, you can get it for less at Gabe's. Visit gabestores.com for more information. All right, let's get right into the stories. We're going to start with this. The jury was selected yesterday for Jonathan Major's domestic violence trial in New York. Opening statements are set to begin on Monday. Uh, trials expect the last two weeks. Uh, if the Creed actor is found guilty, Creed 3 actor, I should say, is found guilty, uh, he could face up to a year in jail. Uh, he was arrested in New York City in March following a domestic dispute with his then-girlfriend, uh, Grace Jabari. Uh, according to court documents, Jabari sustained substantial pain, including a fractured finger, uh, bruising about her body, a laceration behind her right ear, and a bump on her head. Uh, the pair allegedly got into an argument over a text message on the Loki actor's phone that read, Wish I was kissing you right now. Now, of course, he is saying that she was the one who did, uh, who caused the abuses. That's what he claims. There is a case to be heard here. So we'll have to see how this goes. One ineluctable truth of all of this is is Marvel sitting there going, hey, what are we going to (laughs) do? Because he's. Everything is built around him for the next couple of movies. Yeah, so we will see yeah. how that plays out. Starts on Monday, by the way. Uh, actor Ozo Aduba announced on Instagram Thursday that she has given birth to her first child, a daughter named uh, Adeba Lee Nunyam. Uh, My the, daughters? The Orange is a New Black actor posted photos of herself holding the baby while still in the hospital. Uh, Aduba revealed during the 2023 Tony Awards that she was expecting her first child with her husband, Robert Sweeting. Sharing her excitement on Thursday, she added, I am a mommy, you guys. Motherhood. I've joined the club, and I hear the dues are high, but the membership is completely worth it. She's so. crazy eyes on uh, on Orange is the New Black. Okay. Oh. Very memorable character, yeah. Uba for Aduba. Meg Ryan is embracing getting older. Uh, she, no signs of that's actually happening. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you alter everything about you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you really embrace it. You know, she's gone back. She, I mean, she's she's trying to 
reel it back. A yeah, little. she, uh, she, she to. went. She, she took such to. a deep dive. It's hard to come back from that. But Casey, at some point, you just have to give up. Yeah. I'm going to accept this. But can, what is she did keep the spare parts in a ziploc <laughs> yeah. bag? Though, okay. <laughs> Can you uh, put this back on? <laughs> she spoke with Glamour in an interview, which was published yesterday, about the stigma against aging. I just want to age naturally. <laughs> <laughs> you see these guys looking at her, and you say, come on, let yourself age naturally. Let yourself age Could naturally. Could you moisten my tongue? Uh, <laughs> uh, she deals with... Uh, Thank you. She talks about the stigma against aging and how she deals with negative comments about her looks. She said, "Is my left eye moving?" She said, "Our culture is so obsessed with youth. Uh, as an old person now, I love my age. I love where I'm at. Aging is sure. not that terrifying. <laughs> all We're right. all doing it. Uh, I wish someone had told me earlier. Just relax. It is what it is. Ooh, Don't pay bah. attention to the obstacles. Ooh, bah. Yeah. Uh, oh. I have always loved her, and yeah. and she's great in in her, her stuff. Um, she did." Take a, 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 I think, a hard turn into the, um, you know, filler and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, and, and but the, the, that was key. She said, I yeah. wish I would have knew, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, there's this photo of her in Glamour or on the cover or whatever, and she looks fantastic. Good. And, well, and good. Steve, it looks like she's either scaled back or removed the filler or right. done what you need to do, the corrections. I think she I think she went under the knife at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think yes. that's just filler. Right. No, yeah. that's not just filler. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. There's, but, there's some uh, stone in there, too. Uh, when asked how she feels about the comments uh, that she looks, quote, unrecognized, Recognizable now. Uh, uh, she said, I can't pay attention to it. I just can't. It's not worth it. I don't care to time a day. She's <laughs> She said, of course, that would hurt someone's feelings, but there are Indeed. so many more interesting things to think about. You know what I say? I'm rubber, your glue. What do you say about me and stick to you? Oh, I'm rubber, your glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she said, meanness and hatred are just so stupid. Um, I had somebody actually yesterday explain to me the process of putting the lip fillers in, the injections. It Like, it's not... It's not like a, oh, you're going to get like a little injection. Like she said, they were, they like were weaving Is in that there. Right? Really? She said it's extremely painful. Wow. She, not that I would ever do it. You guys know that. But she no. was like, you wouldn't be able to handle it. She goes, it is so painful. And they, um, she, she puts like some sort of numbing lotion on. And she said, even with that, it's painful. Well, I would imagine so. Because listen, when you get an injection, uh, mostly it's not the needle that really hurts. It's once that liquid goes in there, yeah. it expands. It's sure. got, it's got to make room in that tissue. So you're having like some tearing that happens, oh. and and if you're getting filler to make things plumper, yeah, it's going to make that 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 tissue that's whatever that subcutaneous tissue in there expand, and that's going to hurt. Well, also, and immediately after they have it done for a, a number of They're days swollen. after, they've got like you know uh, duck lips, yeah, like, yeah, tenfold, totally. So I can imagine, Kath, yeah, not a not a fun not experience. Fun. No. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. And now she's a natural beauty. Uh, although, you never know. No, yeah, she's yeah, listen, not, yeah. Done here no, she's not. But she's, no? she's a, no, she's a she's, beauty. She's just had better work than uh, she's, some She other probably people. had some work, but she looks yeah. good. Yeah, yeah wow. I think when you start messing with your lips, that's when that's like the telltale. I'll and t- she hasn't I'll, had to mess with her lips. I'll she tell has. you this, though, and it's the truth. In that industry, you've got to... You got to always look as good as you can possibly look. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. It, it, it. I mean, Meg Ryan in the previous story is absolutely right. Like, yeah. there's a lot of scrutiny about aging, especially for with women. women in that yeah. World. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at some J Lo pictures right. She now. looks great. She looks phenomenal. Uh, anyhow, uh, she opened up to L in an interview published on Thursday about her decades-long career and when. Tell me, have you had filler? 
You will. Uh, she thinks yeah. uh, she might call it quits. On what she wishes she knew when she first got started in the business, she said, one of those things was to be more particular with my choices. And uh, I didn't have that luxury being Latina. I didn't get called in for everything someone who wasn't Latina would get called in for. I got called in for very specific things. Uh, she added that she remembers, quote, having to fight for different roles as a Latina to be a lead in a romantic comedy to not play the maid or the housekeeper. Uh, Lopez also spoke about the misperception that women are obsolete in the industry once they're over the age of 30. She said, as you get older, there's another story about getting older, uh, and you have more experience, uh, you become a richer human being, richer human being, and you have more to offer. She said, the idea of there's nothing really valuable about watching a woman over 30 is so ridiculous, it's the opposite of right. It just makes me laugh. I think there's more opportunity now than there has been in a long time, especially on the, the streaming shows. Oh, yeah. That, you know, there yeah. are a lot of older actresses. Uh, as for when she'll retire, she told the outlet, I don't know what that age is. It might be 70, it might be 80, it might be 90, I don't know. Uh, but I know that it's there for me if I want it and I want to create it. So she's doing okay. I'm sure we'll all feel better about I mean, that. I know. I know. There's, there's a little bit of angst that was going on because everyone was wondering how she's doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Gwyneth Paltrow is happy to share her love for Dakota Johnson, who has dated her ex, Chris Martin, since 2017. Uh, the Shakespeare. Have they gotten it on? No, they haven't gotten it on, but they, uh, she shared a photo of herself holding hands with Dakota Johnson well, to her Instagram stories on Wednesday. That's the first step. As uh, Paltrow told Harper's Bazaar in 2020, she said, I love her. I can see how it would seem weird because it's sort of unconventional. Him and her got it on. (laughs) (laughs) No, they didn't. Uh, She said, but I think in this case, just having passed through it... Iteratively? What, what the hell I don't is know. that? I think they just made that up. All right. It, 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 iteration wise? Iteratively? Yeah. Why would you why use such a word? It's a tongue twister. This is the one who gave us conscious uncoupling. She said, I just adore her. Yeah. So Okay, well, good. So, they're, they, so uh, they're getting it on. That would be. I mean, that's one of those really rare moments where, you know, the people break up and then they still have a great relationship with not only the ex, but the ex's current uh, person. So you're Chris Martin. You come home and they're in the living room talking. Yeah. Do you walk out thinking, are they talking about me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they talking about me? Are they trading stories about me? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, The lovely Emily Blunt revealed in a recent interview with Variety that she knew nothing about fashion before starring in the 2006 film The Devil Wears Prada. She said, I didn't quite realize how intense it was. Uh, She said, friends of mine who've worked in the fashion industry say that the film does manage to capture that. Uh, She said, but I think it was a bit of a voyage of discovery for me in every way. That's the movie that got me into fashion. uh, Not just about the industry itself, but about style and the the art of it and about how important it is. She said, I think I'd just be dressing like a teenage boy until that happened. <laughs> and I learned a lot. Uh, so, great movie. yeah, it's a great movie. And yeah. she's amazing in it. Devil Wears Prada is one of my apps. I pass by that. It's on. I will watch You'll it. You'll watch it. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so John Hamm spoke about the nude scene that he filmed for the fifth season of Fargo during a recent appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, the actor plays Sheriff Roy Tillman on the series who steps out of a hot tub naked in front of two FBI agents uh, that are there to question him during one scene. And he said, I thought I had a writer in my contract where naked's fine. Cold naked is not great. (laughs) 
I'm more of a warm naked guy, he said, uh, as the scene was filmed outdoors in freezing temperatures in Calgary, Canada. He said it's cel- he said in Celsius, zero is freezing, but it, then it gets down to like minus 30 and you go, this is not safe. Uh, and <laughs> Ham added that a flesh colored sock. Yeah was cinched around him for the scene. So that's the go-to, right? This flesh-colored sock. They've yeah. all they've all employed anyone who's done front well back nudity. There are actors who do yeah. regular straight up full frontal. He didn't do full frontal though, right? Well, Cuz apparently he had the the rumors that he's got a hog. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think they showed it <laughs> okay. on screen, but he got out. He was naked in okay. front of the crew, but he put that sock yeah. on. So I mean, sometimes the crew, if it's not necessary, you know, they'll they'll opt. I assume that if you have a hawk, as they say, right. uh, that you're, you have no problem getting. But as he said, it was in very cold water and. Well, yeah, so if they're yeah. showing, like, a rear naked thing, yeah, yeah. You, you still have to be naked, naked. Yeah. but they just use that to cover up the front right, part. Right, 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 yeah. You know, so that's what he did. So, uh, The director of Love Actually is reevaluating one of the storylines in the film. Uh, when Mark, who's played by Andrew Lincoln, confesses his love to Juliet, played by Kira Knightley, who's married to Mark's best friend, uh, Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor, uh, through the handwritten signs. We all Classic know this, scene, yeah. this scene. Uh, and Richard Curtis uh, said he actually turns up to his best friend's house to say to his best friend's wife, on the chance that she answers the door, I love you. He said, I think it's a bit weird. He said, I remember being taken by surprise about seven years ago. I was going to be interviewed and uh, by somebody, and they said... Uh, of course, we're mainly interested in the stalker scene. And I said, well, what scene is that? <laughs> and then I was like, educated in it. Uh, all I can say is that a lot of intelligent people were involved in the film at the time, and we didn't think that it was a stalker scene. That doesn't play as a stalker scene. Uh, but if it's interesting or funny for different reasons now, uh, then you know, God bless our progressive world, he said. It is a little creepy. Yeah, he shows up is. at his best friend's door, and uh, that dude's just fine hanging out on the couch, and Keira Knightley's like, no, this is carolers. No, it's, it's actually, it's not cool. It's totally not cool. <laughs> yeah. That is your best friend and your best friend's wife and if you have a crush on your best friend's wife, shut your mouth. Yeah. You should. Don't ever say anything but they to also say anyone. All is fair in love and warm. They also say bros before hoes. That's yeah. it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. They also uh, say it's necrophilia Friday. That's Whoa. it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you got to wonder what happens after that. So he shares this with yeah. her. Yeah. What is their relationship like after all of that? You know, because she thought it was sweet yeah. in the movie. Yeah. But in um, movies, don't ever really. She would have. Yeah. Uh, there, everyone. Guess who was at the door? Everyone's world would have been turned upside <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. down right after that moment in real life. I've never seen sure. the movie, so you have never seen Love Actually. Wow. No, okay. No. No. All it's right. a great movie. So, who, who, all right. So who does she end up with at the end of the movie? Uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, Booger. Edgeford. <laughs> she, stays, she stays with her husband. She stays with yeah. her. Well, we. We guess, yeah, because that's the end of the that's the end of the interaction with them after right. that. Casey, um, she's uh, scooped up by Curtis Armstrong. Well, uh-huh. No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> At the very, very end <laughs> in the airport, there's a moment where I think he meets someone, and we think maybe you know. Oh yeah, is that like Elizabeth? Uh, what's her name? No, no, no. Uh, Shannon. Yeah, from uh, American Pie. Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon yeah. Elizabeth. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, but he, you know, it's it's a weird moment. Uh, but it's a classic scene for sure. 
According to Hollywood Reporter, the sequel to the 1988 film Beetlejuice has finished production. Ah. Uh, the film had only a day and a half left of filming before the actor's strike began in July. Uh, Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara reprised their roles from the original for the new movie and were joined by Jenna Ortega, Willem Dafoe, Monica Bellucci, and Justin Thoreau in new roles. It's a good cast. So they are done with it. We will see how that ends up. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was bummed out to see. I said I didn't watch the show, but uh, we love one of the stars because uh, we've spent many times talking to him. But Deadline reports that the fifth season of the CBS sitcom Bob Hart's Abishola mm-hmm. uh, will be its last. Yeah, it's about time. Uh, the final season is set to premiere February 12th. Uh, Bob Hart's Abishola is about an unlikely love story, but also the premise uh, that immigrants make America great. Executive producers told the outlet in the statement. Uh, we've looked uh, for bringing these stories to life and are excited fancy the final chapter of these two families. So, uh, Billy Ardell is uh, the lead role in that. He's the, great. The, the truth is he looks nothing like he did when he started yeah. the series. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a very so thin guy now. And the whole premise was at the beginning, she was the nurse that took care of him because he was overweight and had a heart attack. And uh, now he's, you know, Mr. Fitness. Yep. Alright, one more story. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, some of music's biggest names including John Legend, Casey Musgraves, Lana Del Rey, and Lanny Wilson are set to honor Elvis Presley wow. during NBC's Christmas at Graceland, and that will be on Wednesday night. Uh, the artist... That's will, right, man. It's going to be a big Christmas party. Uh, they will come together at the King of Rock and Roll's home to offer viewers an intimate look inside Graceland and convey how Elvis inspired them through his love of Christmas music and song, according to a press release. Uh, Elvis's granddaughter and actor and director Riley Kehoe is is one of the executive producers behind the program and is also set to make special appearances throughout. Uh, Christmas at Graceland is the first televised concert from the estate and promises to feature never-before-broadcast footage of Elvis as well. It's been years since I was at Graceland, you know, and, and the, the one takeaway I remember was that, wow, that's smaller than I thought it would be. That's what everybody yeah. says. Yeah, because you build it up as yeah. this it's uh, mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually a nice-sized home. House, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Christmas at Grace Lamblair, Wednesday, it already aired. Oh, yeah, man. November 29th. Peacock, yeah. Oh, man, that's not cool. Uh, well, it's I didn't a, know, man. It's available to stream on Peacock. I sent my Betamax. I guess this was last this past Wednesday. Uh, well, you would have... about the movies opening last year? You would have seen Post Malone, Lana Del Rey, <laughs> Lainey Wilson, The War and Treaty, John Legend, Alanis Morissette, Casey Musgraves, and Kane Brown. You know what I bet? I bet you can watch it on streaming, on Peacock. Yes, said, yeah. you can stream it on there Peacock. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. All right, um, how about we do new movies opening this week? Uh, we're going to start with Silent Night opening this weekend's holiday action mystery, and it stars Joel Kinnaman, Kid Cootie, and Harold Torres. Uh, a gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. While recovering from a wound that costs him his voice, he makes vengeance his life's mission and embarks on a punishing training regimen in order to avenge his son's death. So he's silent. 
It's an hour and 43 minutes long. It is rated R and uh, wide release in theaters today. Rotten Tomato score at 64%. It's a John Woo movie, by the way. Okay. And then one last story is Candy Cane Lane. It's a holiday comedy. Stars Eddie Murphy, Jillian Bell, and Tracy Ellis Ross. After Chris inadvertently makes a deal with a mischievous elf named Pepper to better his chances of winning a holiday home decoration contest, she casts a magic spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life and wreaks havoc on the whole town. Uh, at the risk of ruining the holidays for his family, Chris, his wife Carol, and their three children must race against the clock to break Pepper's spell, battle deviously magical characters, and save Christmas for everyone. It's an hour and 48 minutes long, rated PG, and the second page didn't print up, so I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes Well, there's a third movie on that page, by the way. The Rotten Tomatoes score for that one was 50%, Preston. And the third movie opening, do you want me to do it for you? Yeah, I don't, I don't have it, so go ahead. Godzilla Minus One, which I'm very much looking forward oh. to. It's a sci-fi action adventure. Stars Minhami Hambi, Yuki Yamada, and Munteko Aoki. And uh, the plot is Japan is already devastated by a war. This is World War II when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster. Running time, two hours and five minutes. Rated PG-13. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score, 98%. Whoa! Wow. They are saying it is fantastic, and I could not be more excited. Excellent. So this takes it back to the origin. Godzilla is a monster, and he is ravaging post-Hiroshima, Nagasaki, uh, Japan. So you're fired up. Oh, yeah. as, absolutely. And you, I mean, it, it It just looks amazing. And the thing that they, they're talking about, which is you got to do it with these movies. We talk about the macro and the micro and storytelling, that you care about the people. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times it's, it's just a, a show. And that's fine if it's the monsters destroying things. But when you care about people in the movie as well, yeah. Yeah. that adds a whole new you get level. You're more invested in yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Let's get to the clips. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> what? What just happened? It's on the wrong He's page. He's on the wrong page. <laughs> it happens probably like three or four times a year. Okay. <laughs> Inspired by the TV series Squid Game, uh, Squid Game the Challenge is real life contestants competing in a series of high stakes children's games in a pursuit of $4.56 million cash prize. Here, contestant Britain talks about what it's like being the most hated person on the show. The word villain and enemy and blah, 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 blah. I, I've always said I don't think it's the right word to use for me. Um, but I do understand that my personality is hard to like, especially in an environment like that. If you're not one of my friends, then nine times out of ten, you're not going to like me or understand why I am the way that I am. I don't, I don't want to... I don't think I want to see it. Squid Game the Challenge is streaming on oh. Netflix now. You were saying you actually yep. liked it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I watched yeah, some yeah. of the first episode, and I'm like, okay, I like All what right. they're doing here. Look pretty cool. Uh, next clip. Here we go. HBO renewed The Last of Us for a second season back in January 2023. And in this clip, actor Bella Ramsey talks about what she's most excited for in the new season. I'm excited for the really intense stuff. Because I did a bit, a bit of that in season one, obviously. But, like, to do that. And actually, more physical scenes. Because Ellie is obviously, like, more physically fit in season two. And, like, I love waking up with bruises the next day. It's... Finding myself with a black eye. Uh, 
The Last of Us will start filming early next year. I'm glad to hear that because I was thinking of the the episode, Preston, where they they go to the town and they've resorted to to cannibalism. Yeah, and oh. and the physicality involved in that, uh, and she becomes a little badass. Oh awesome. yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. She's fantastic. She was incredible in uh, Game of Thrones as well. Liliana Mormont uh, and uh, Bella Ramsey. The Last of Us, great show. If that one is not, if you're not seeing that, get up to speed. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. All right, and that is the last bit. In the entertainment report we have for you this morning. All right, um, Case, what should I give away? Give you me, know what? Give me um, something you want me to give to somebody right now. Something that's necrophilia. No, that's later on. Oh. We have a pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds Home Tailgate this Sunday. You have to be at least 21. We'll take caller 21 at 215-263-WMMR. It's going to be at Live Casino before the Birds take cool. on San Francisco. And we'll set you up a top shelf. All you can eat food and drink. E-Rock is the DJ. Hollis Thomas is the Birds ambassador. Oh, and of course, you're being hosted by Philly Sports Trips, who are amazing. So visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. Caller 21, you get to go to that. So call us right now. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Connoisseur time. Oh, an early one. A uh, added little twist to it this morning and a bunch of stuff to give away. So we'll be back. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artist of the Month. From Northeast Philadelphia, it's Frankfurt Fittler. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You know, it seemed uh, it seemed like a sad prospect a little while ago, and I, I thought the, uh, the the connoisseur had had reached an end. But um, uh, we we've rebounded, and so much so, yeah, that we now have a sponsor for yeah! the connoisseur segment, I ladies know. and gentlemen. I mean, it was honestly the priest had come. Yeah, it was kneeling. He was kneeling to the side of the connoisseur bed, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it took a turn. Yeah, and now it's one of our most popular segments. It's unbelievable, and it's sponsored by Mini Melts. Yeah! So the connoisseur brought to you by Mini Melts, and because of the new partnership. Uh, we are going to be trying quickly and sampling new flavors of Mini Melts ice cream that we've never tried before. I believe they have 13 flavors they do. together. And, wow. and uh, Mini Melts supplied some of the refreshments for our uh, movie night. Yes. And they came out for hunger. So Huge this, hit. This is what Mini Melts sound like. In, in their little single serving package, uh, which by the way, when you go to Wawa, uh, you can get, you have to look for their standalone freezer. The reason being is because this has to be kept colder than your standard ice cream. It's ice cream but cooler, so as I, they say. Because of our own commercials, I finally realized that's where that is. Yeah. So in my Wawa, which is on Germantown Avenue, 
Uh, it is, as you walk into the door, it's right to the right, but it is not in the standard freezer section. Oh, Casey already went in. Sorry about That's that. That's all right. <laughs> cookies cookies and cream. We're sampling this right now in the air. You guys go ahead and try them. <laughs> oh, there's uh, a little spoon in here. There's a little spoon in the cup. See, this is why it's great for on the go. So you can, if they're in single serve packages. If you're grabbing lunch at Wawa, grab one of these for your dessert. It's already got the spoon in it. It's already super duper duper cold. Mm. And then you just have this as, as your dessert. So you get, you know, like a little shorty or something like that. Yeah. And, and then this for dessert. And I you really got yourself like a perfect meal set up. So, yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think? I'm, I'm jabbering so on here. I'm yeah. a massive cookies and cream fan, and this is a home run. Uh, and I, I love, I do love the, I love little things that come with a little spoon. And I like know. that it's cold. Mm. I um I like that um, this is making me try a flavor I haven't tried before because I'm uh, I'm no uh, mm. novice when it comes to the mini melts, uh, but I always go to the strawberry banana. Oh, uh, yeah, because I, I know that I like it. So I'm glad that I was forced to try cookies and cream because this is my new favorite. Well, this Dude. is my cookies and cream is one of my, mm. my uh, core flavors. And this is a uh, this is great. Um, the cookies and cream is not one of my core flavors. Mm-hmm. And this is fantastic. You know, mm. I don't yep. mean to complain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the spoon's really necessary. You can just chug these. <laughs> you can just, you just dip, it, dip yeah. it back. Yeah. You can, right. you can slam your meat. <laughs> I mean, the spoon's nice. It probably, the spoon probably helps with, like, portion control, because uh, I would drink about 12 of these. Well, yep. that's a good point, too, is that you're, you, you as and, you say, you're running and gunning with this. And know? by the way, you kind of can drink this, because they're, they're, they're Kathy, they're little balls. They are little balls. <laughs> they're little and balls. And I was going to of... comment on it about how much I like the little balls. <laughs> In your mouth. Kind <laughs> of got balls Mouth. Yeah. A little, little so cold I want to thank our former sponsor, Minnie Mouth. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you guys for the, the day that you were with us. <laughs> By the way, uh, four uh, seconds. Minnie Melts is free of soy, egg, peanut, uh, tree nut, and sesame as well if you Ooh. have allergy issues. So there you go, Kathy. Thank you very much, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Minnie Melts, you can pick them up in Wawa. It's easy to grab one. It's near the register, but look for that standalone freezer. And uh, if you like the connoisseur segment, try them today. Yeah, go check some out today. All it's right, one of those freezers that you lift. Uh, it's you know you lift it from the top. Uh, the one at my Wawa is right next to the lottery machine. There you uh, go. Perfect. All right, so connoisseur wise, let's get into some stories here mm. and pass them along to you. Yes, all right. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> you know I mean? You just enjoy your mini melts, uh, and then we'll start. We'll play the clips and do the giveaways here in just a moment. But uh, I'm going to start with this. Um, Per Restaurant Business Magazine, back in June, Red Lobster took out one of its uh, more popular limited-time offers, uh, the Ultimate Endless Shrimp, which promised just that for a mere 20 bucks and made it a permanent fixture on their menu. So you pay $20 and you get this unlim- unlimited uh, shrimp, yeah. So the good news is traffic of the chain grew by 4% in this year's third quarter. Uh, The bad news is in that same quarter, they posted a loss of more than $11 million. Holy hell. With a $20 million loss expected for the year. And it's because they offered up the endless shrimp as a permanent (laughs) part of the menu. $11 million loss. They did not know that that many people were going to get on board and dive in. So they've had people just... I would imagine devouring shrimp to no it's, end. It's crazy because they've been throughout history. There have been cases where restaurants have tried this, you know, bottomless this, endless that, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Does it ever really work out? Well, usually because they're like limited time offers, right, right, but yeah. they put this on permanently, right? And so uh, they they said that this is the key reason for the financial losses. 
Um, so they're getting rid of the deal, right? Yeah. No. no. Huh? They are not. They are going to up the price $5 to $25 okay. and try it out there. Uh, but that's a lot to How recoup. about endless alcohol? 11 Can they do that? <laughs> endless booze. $20. Endless booze. Why not? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So if you've enjoyed that, it's going to be around. But it... it Took a big old bite. I mean, how out of much? Lobster. I love shrimp. How much shrimp can you eat in one sitting? Oh, so many. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many pounds is what I'm asking? Fifty. Oh, I don't know. All right. Well, uh, Kathy at Kathy's wedding, there were approximately seven thousand pounds, <laughs> right. and I probably had seven of those. 7, there 000. was a brief period after Kathy's wedding <laughs> where there were research vessels going out trying to conduct experiments on animals. I could not find any aquatic life whatsoever. <laughs> yep. And uh, in fact, a lot, any of the animals, any sort of sea creature that had a tracking device on it, for some reason, it was all showing Philadelphia. <laughs> there was a place uh, in uh, Baltimore, in the Inner Harbor, that. That a friend of mine who lived there took us to one time, and you can go and you could order it by the pound, and then they would steam it up for you right there and load it up with Old Bay and all this stuff, and you mm-hmm. just dive right into it. And we just went to town, just ate tons of it, man. It was great. I'm not a shrimp fan. Oh, I, I love I, it. And I wish I was because the everyone I see who loves it um, just goes nuts for it, but I do it's, not like shrimp. It's really versatile. Shrimp is the fruit of the sea. <laughs> That's right. There's so many <laughs> you different can boil ways. it, bake it. Uh huh. No, I mean, there's, you, there is a lot that you can do with it. That's what's so great. Great about it, and it is. And it's uh, endless. It's it's pretty damn tasty. So, uh, the, but if you want to get the Red Lobster, they will still have that offer. Uh, but it is. Um, you notice they're not doing endless lobster. No, they're not yeah. doing that. Uh, so anyhow, that's first kind of story. All right, so why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we play a clip and do some giveaways? We have a lot of cool things to give away, and uh, Casey will decide what you win. By the way, so where the hell's there? It is. All right. So first clip. What movie is this food clip from? Oh, Tell me. What? Here, your bell. I'm your bell. Oh, okay, here. Yeah, thank you. All right, here we go. First clip. What is this from? If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. All right, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> easy one to start with. Let's see if you know what movie that is from. this uh our old friend guy fieri hey signed a three-year deal for Warner brothers discoveries food network for a hundred million dollars holy f yeah unbelievable yep he he deserves it uh the mayor of flavortown is by far the cable channel's highest paid talent uh this tops his 2021 contract for three years which was 80 million dollars so they upped it another 20 million dollars you know i remember anthony bourdain before um you know as obviously before he passed away he was uh he'd written some articles and some stories and some interviews and he'd been dismissive of guy fieri and then he regretted it. He yep. said, here's a guy who's doing huge things and, and respected it. And he's doing yeah. huge things for just for cuisine, just, just for food. That's it, yeah, and, yeah. And, and for, for small businesses. Small businesses. Small business. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Warner Brothers Discovery head of food content, uh, Betsy Ayala, said, guys love of food, restaurants, and the chefs behind the dishes, combined with his extraordinary passion for crafting series with stories that resonate, make extending this partnership a clear choice in our mission to deliver to viewers more of what they love. Did you hear what Guy himself said? He said it was important for him 
to get to the hundred million dollar deal to cement his never contacting us again. No. Yeah. 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 No, has he ghosted us? Well, I mean, I we haven't had a reason really to reach out to him. I haven't, him. but I also like was given. You know, I have his uh, assistant's contact information. I don't know if that's the same person anymore. Oh, you know, what I mean? you know he's you know he pals around with Pacino. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pacino and Stallone. Yeah, so and we got to call. We got to call Al first. Yeah, we got to yeah. call Al. Yeah. Yeah. Who is this? And, and yeah. see if he's available. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I will. <laughs> I'm here with my girlfriend. She's a lover. But uh, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. So, uh, well, we know Mark Summers is a good mayor of Flavortown. We can reach out. You too. Like Mark Summers either. Uh, So, the mayor of Flavortown will continue to produce more of his Emmy-nominated diners, drive-ins, and dives. Mark, can you call Guy Fieri for us? Shut the up! No, I don't think I will. Please? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> I need my goddamn mini mouse. Uh, so, and also uh, guys, grocery games and uh, tournament of champions. And uh, he will keep developing and producing projects with Food Network through his Knuckle Sandwich production banner as well. So good on him, man. I thought that was really cool to hear. All right, let's see if you know what movie this clip is from. I can only have one food for the rest of my life. That's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. No All right, about let's see if Nicole knows what movie that's from. Nicole, good morning. Um, good morning. All right, Nicole, what is it? It is Stand By Me. Of course. Oh, yes, yeah, Stand yeah. By Me. Hang on a second. Casey's favorite. Here's what we have for you. All right, you have won yourself a case of, well, even though it's December, it was November's beer of the month. That is Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey is a must this season. A Belgian ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. All right, let's uh, do the next clip here and see if you can identify... What movie this is from? Name it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. I'm not ready yet. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were going that fast. <laughs> yeah, that's how we usually do it. I know, but I'm also, yeah, I just got done doing something. I gotcha. And, all right, here we go. Hang on. I'm going to go in that order. Whatever you want to do. Okay. All right, so we have another food clip from a movie, and if you can identify it, we set you up. Here we go. I feel like such a heifer. I had two bowls of special cake, three pieces of turkey bacon, a handful of popcorn, five peanut butter M&M's, and like three pieces of licorice. <gasps> Oh, my God. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Order up. Oh, hang on. Nick wants to jump in here. What's up, Nick? A listener just pointed this out. Um, (laughs) Bert Kreischer and Guy Fieri are fraternity brothers. They've been friends for a really long time. So next time we chat with Bert, we should use Bert instead of Pacino to get to Guy Fieri. Yeah, I don't know if Al's going to to, uh, check in. (laughs) He's not. Okay. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, the Kraft Heinz Company said on Wednesday it's bringing dairy-free macaroni and cheese to the U.S. for the first time. Uh, the company said the new recipe has the same creamy texture and flavor as its beloved 85-year-old original mac and cheese, but replaces dairy with ingredients like fava bean protein <laughs> and coconut oil powder. 
Uh, the plant-based craft not mac and cheese, which will be rolled out of the U.S. stores over the next few months, was developed in collaboration with Not Co, Co a Chicago startup that makes plant-based milk, burgers, and other products. Uh, Kraft Heinz formed a joint venture with them last year. The joint venture called the Kraft Heinz Not Co has already released non-dairy cheese slices and mayonnaise in the U.S. It plans to add more products and begin international distribution next year. And every one of the products has a not in its uh, title? I, I guess so, yeah. yeah. So Kraft Heinz began selling vegan macaroni and cheese in Australia in 2021, but this will be the first time that it has been sold in the U.S. Are you picky about your uh, mac and cheese? Not to particularly. There's only one thing I ask. Yeah. I like it baked a lot. I like it crispy on the edges. I, I, I don't like it. So you like it baked. I like it baked. As opposed to stovetop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's different kinds uh, that that you can get. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm not picky about it. There are there are there's macaroni and cheese. It's better than others, obviously. But if you put it out, I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure. It's it's a nice accompaniment mm-hmm. for a lot of things. But every now and then, you get a taste of one. And you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. So um, I'm such a sucker for Wawa's buffalo uh, chicken mac and cheese. It's so oh, damn good. Oh, oh. I get it every damn time. My really? children yeah. eat their mac and cheese. It's, it's funny. Not, it's uh, way too many calories. It's not. A all healthy for you, and I freaking love it. I am a Kraft mac and cheese out of the box guy. That is my favorite, and uh, yeah, and, and every other. That. Yeah, and then also actually Panera's uh, Vermont white cheddar. Yeah, and cheese is really good. That's a good really one. good. Yeah. Uh, the by the way, the sales of plant based macaroni and cheese products are outpacing the overall category, but less than thirty percent of buyers purchase the products a second time, citing disappointing taste and texture. What the. F- <laughs> Uh, not mac and cheese will be available in white cheddar and original flavors as well. Uh, by the way, while it's made from plants, not mac and cheese isn't necessarily healthier than the original. Yeah. When fully prepared with margarine and almond milk, one cup of not mac and cheese has 450 calories. By comparison, one cup of original mac and cheese prepared with uh, margarine and 2% milk is 100 calories less. 350 wow. calories, yeah. Uh, but the pan place dry mix is higher in fat and carbohydrates, uh, but it's also lower in cholesterol and has more, pro- more pro- protein and fiber as well. And plus, if you have dietary issues like lactose problems, yeah. then obviously you want to go with this. So, All right, uh, let's see if someone knows what movie this clip is from. I feel like such a heifer. I had two bowls of special K, three pieces of turkey bacon, a handful of popcorn, five peanut butter M&Ms, and like three pieces of licorice. <gasps> oh, my God. All right, let's see. Amy, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Uh, we love you, Aim. All right. What movie is it from? It is from Clueless. Clueless Yay! is correct. Hold on a moment. Casey will give you this prize. All right. Well, happy December to you. You won a case of November's Beer of the Month, Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey is a must this season. It's a Belgian ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. All right. Here is our next movie clip. Do you know what food clip this is? I always get that wrong. Do you know what movie this food clip is from? I will forever say that incorrectly. And it's adorable. Here we go. How you doing, pal? I got your pizza for you just the way you like it. (laughs) Oh, yes. French fries and Oreos. You know me all too well. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Do you know what movie that is from? Order up. All right, uh, Doritos. 
the sound of constant crunching can get annoying. Kathy oh, loves kidding. it. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> and the brand the brand has dreamt up a solution. Okay. Soft chips. <laughs> no, listen to this. Doritos recently created groundbreaking crunch canceling software. Come on. Now I'll explain. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll explain. <laughs> Appropriately dubbed Doritos Silent that cancels out <laughs> chewing noises. What? And it's created it. for video game fans so they can snack without distracting other players. Uh-huh. So when they're playing with the headset on uh-huh. and they're eating, especially chips, it's going to come through really loud and clear yeah. unless they mute their microphone. I wonder if they could do implants in my ears. Yes. Yeah, so you can. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or Nick's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. What? I, 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 I gotta. I have to try this. I'm. I'm really. You don't get not... how it works. Yeah. yeah. I'll explain. Oh, good. The connection between Doritos fans and the gaming community is undeniable," said global marketing head at PepsiCo Fernando Cajane. Is his name? Uh, both boldly and unapologetically embrace their individual flavors. Uh, Doritos Silent recognizes this bond and demonstrates the brand's continued commitment to innovation and elevating the experience for gamers who choose Doritos. So, the free Doritos Silent app, which launched earlier this year, uh, this week, um, was created by lead developer uh, Smooth Technology, Dylan Foshbaugh is his name. So, he's with Smooth Technology, and that's his name. So, after recording, here's how it worked. After recording nearly 500 people crunching on the chip, Doritos and Smooth Technology were able to simulate 5,000 different crunch sounds. He said, then we took sounds of lots of us talking and other people talking and mix those together with the crunch sound so we could generate an AI that could learn the sound of crunching and voicing. Uh, we needed to make something that could really separate the sounds of voices and crunches. And while the AI technology is technically trained exclusively on Doritos, according to Fashbaugh, it does work on other chips, crackers, and even raw vegetables. So, Casey, while it doesn't explain specifically how it removes that, they have identified all this stuff, and therefore the AI can recognize it when it starts to happen and somehow or another mute it. My, my guess oh. is it applies a level of white noise to the sound and counters it that way. Maybe. So, Preston, uh, I pulled up Dorito's Instagram account when you were talking about this story, and uh, they have a little ad, a little spot about this. And at one point, a woman holds up a Dorito's chip to her ear, and Doritos felt it incumbent upon them to put a warning that says, do not put product in ears. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have to. Of course they would. Somebody in this focus group was like, yeah. You know what? Actually, while I'm seeing this picture, this girl holding that up to her ear, what about uh, Doritos earrings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like a, a tortilla, yeah. a triangular shaped yeah, tortilla, yeah, yeah. you know, not yeah, actually think, made of Doritos. I guarantee you they already exist. So we have, so? yeah. Okay. okay. We have audio, it's looped, of, of Nick eating. This is. <laughs> but that's not something crunchy. They have, I, I, they have little, um, like, Dorito bags uh, on the earrings, and there is on Etsy, I found a, a Dorito chip earring. Okay. And Nick also <laughs> found Cheez-Its earrings. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Okay. All right. Real quick, then. Uh, if you had to wear a pair of uh, earrings with a, with a food on it, and it, it, to represent you the best. Oh, wow. Tacos. Yeah? Wow. Uh, you're talking about you an brush- actual food? Because yeah. I, was, I was talking about, like, a snack. Things like Doritos, anything, yeah. anything, you, anything oh, that you might eat that's going to represent you. But you have, it has to be edible. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's pretty good. That and good. Those look good. pretty cool too. 
Man, I have no idea. Snack, snack wise, I think a cool design would be bugles. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm definitely a cheeseburger. Okay. Pudding. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who would be no. pudding? <laughs> uh, probably ice cream. Okay. Yeah, some type of ice cream. Do you know what I'm going to do? Of ice cream. I'm going to wear Minnie Mouse earrings. There you yeah. go. <laughs> you could do a cone, Preston. Yeah. You know, and like start off empty. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, when you're a little peckish. That could work too. Yeah. No, it's not real. Oh, I thought it was real. No, it just what, what is it? We're like totally over. I admire Nick's yeah. commitment to eating. Why do you yeah. have lamb chops hanging from your ears? Well, in case yeah. I get hungry. Yeah. What, is wanna, yeah. what is that? Clam chowder yeah. here? I'm gonna hang down yeah. uh, soft pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> he can eat it. Later. And uh, my uh, tuck out my Thai horsey sauce. There's about. always a snack around your head. All right, let's see if somebody knows what movie this clip is from. Here we go. How you doing, pal? I got your pizza for you, just the way you like it. Oh yes. French fries and Oreos. You know me all too well. <laughs> all right, let's see if you know what it's from. We're going to go to Stephanie. Hi there, Stephanie. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning to see you, Stephanie. What movie is that from? That would be Mr. Deed. Mr. Deed. Yes. Yeah. Killing it today. Here's what we got for you, Case. What's it going to be? Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Stephanie, you won a pair of tickets to a show that we announced earlier this week. Sebastian Maniscalco, It Ain't Right Tour. And this show is going to be in September of 2024, the 27th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. And you get all the details and another chance to win tickets at WMMR.com. All right. Excellent. Order up. Next story. No movie? Next movie. <laughs> Here's the movie. You have to identify what clip uh, this movie, what movie this clip. <laughs> you all right? You know what? We're just going to, we're going to have you phrase it properly one time and I'll put it on a hotkey for you. Okay. And you'll never have to say um, it again. Just push the button. <laughs> yes. All right. What clip, what movie is this clip? Oh I can't God. even. <laughs> Supper, and all I said to my wife was that piece of halibut was good enough for Jehovah. Oh, yes, for me. He said it again. Oh, yes. All right, <laughs> 215-268-WMMR. Now, order up. All right, back by popular demand, HelloFresh is bringing back their Buddy the Elf spaghetti meal kit. <laughs> Just in time for the season, uh, starting on the 4th, on Monday, meal kits will be available to order at HelloFreshElfSpaghetti.com. Including and, everything? and Yeah, and for those of you new to HelloFresh, you don't have to have a uh, to sign up for a subscription plan to order this very limited edition kit. You will, however, want to check back in daily if you are finding that meal kits are sold out, which is very likely. So, Monday uh, through the 8th, uh, the ordering window will be at 12.25 p.m. each day, Eastern Time. Offering a limited number of meal kits to the first customers who visit each kit. Retails for $29.99. It includes two servings, though you could probably stretch it to four if you need to. Uh, it comes with a pack of spaghetti noodles, chocolate sauce, maple syrup, and an assortment of cereals, candies, and breakfast treats. Literally everything that Buddy himself adds to the plate. That's pretty cool. I was watching it. They've said started to make the rounds the other day. That scene is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Just horrible. I'm usually down for some riffing stuff like that, but that, that combination looks 
Horrible. I got a sweatshirt from Target that has that saying on it. What he says, like candy canes, candy. <laughs> oh, the, the food groups. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah which is uh, candy cane syrup, candy, and candy corn. Yeah. Those are all the groups. <laughs> so, in addition, customers will also receive a handful of elf themed keepsakes in their box, uh, two aprons designed to look like Buddy's outfit, uh, with two fun mealtime plates with an illustration of the four main elf food groups candy cane syrup, candy, and candy corns. <laughs> Uh, and resealable plastic zip bag uh, for saving leftovers. Casey? Yeah. Bag of spaghetti. Bag of spaghetti. Right bag there. of sweet spaghetti. Though. Yep. So this I, is available starting on Monday. You know what I didn't realize until just now is that uh, Mary Steenburgen plays Will Ferrell's mother twice. Yes. Ah, stepbrothers and, yeah. I mean, and, and then it's like stepmom yeah. and, and um, an elf. Yeah. But she's his actual mother and stepbrothers. That's funny. Yeah. Never noticed that. And by the way, uh, HelloFresh is wonderful. If you've never tried you that You use out, them, yeah. Yeah, we, that was our favorite. We, we tried a whole bunch of those services, and that one by far was our favorite. So, all right, we'll see if somebody knows what movie this clip is from. <gasps> I did it right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, Save yeah. that. Here we go. Look, I had a lovely supper, and all I said to my wife was, that piece of halibut was good enough for Jehovah. Oh, yes. He said it again. Yeah. All right, we will go to the phones, and we have Justin, who wants to take a shot at this. Hey, Justin, good morning. Good morning. All right, what movie, sir? That would be Monty Python's Life of Brian. Life of Brian oh, yeah. is correct. Yeah. Yep, hang on a second, because we have something for you. We have our final case of November's beer of the month. That is Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey is a must this season. A Belgian ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. All right, let's do another movie clip. Hang on, I got something for you, buddy. Oh, wait, right, okay. right, you ready? I do have two stories left. I know we only have one clip left. We'll find one more clip, but uh, real quick. What movie is this food clip from? There you go. It's been saved. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the next clip. Here we go. She got me this, okay? Because I would always leave my cereal boxes open, and the cereal would get stale. And so one day I came home, and she had this waiting for me, because it keeps my cereal fresh. And now I have the freshest cereal. All right. <laughs> so good. Two one five two six three WMMR. No, I thought you were going to hit the the clip of me saying. Oh, right. No, I wasn't ready. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Got done, done. What movie is that clip from? Two one five two six three WMMR. Now order up. Here we go. All right, this is quite interesting. The Pop Tarts Bowl is changing the game with a new edible bowl. Mascot at the football game, there will be a mascot that players, I believe, will be able to actually come and take a bite out of. Ha! Huh. Mm-hmm. That's a whole new level. The winner of the bowl game between can you an, currently eat mascots? An ACC and uh, Big Twelve team in Orlando on December twenty eighth will get the opportunity to take a bite out of the mascot in celebration. Quite literally, mm, kind of love that. Most mascots have eyes, even the ones meant to represent uh, inanimate objects. Like like the Syracuse Orange has a face. Uh, the Pop-Tart 2 will have a face based on renderings, which I have not seen the renderings of yet. No. So I feel like the, the Pop-Tart Bowl is so brand new that when you said Pop-Tart Bowl, I thought... Like a bread bowl. I thought it was a bowl made yeah, out of Pop-Tarts. Yeah, yeah. Which, bad idea. That is a great idea. But what would you put in said Pop-Tart I don't bowl? know because it would fall apart so easily that yeah. you would have to put Stin. it in another bowl. It would yeah. have to be like ice cream or some. Song. Song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's an ice cream song, my pop top bowl. 
Casey, it used to be called the Camping World Stadium Bowl, and then Pop Tarts got the naming rights. I, I like Pop Tart Bowl better. Can't stand bowl season. I, I like. I hate it. Listen, you know, too many bowls. Yeah, it, it's dumb, and they yeah. mean and they mean nothing. And a lot of players like that are actually NFL bound. Where if they're not playing for a national championship, they're like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not playing in this stupid game that means nothing, nothing. to anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> Casey, just listen to this real quick. This bowl, this particular one that's now Pop Tarts, used to be Blockbuster, then CarQuest, Micron PC. Mazda, Champ Sports, Russell Athletic, Camping World, Kellogg's, and now Pop Tarts. Yeah, I mean, wow. there, how many Whole Foods are there now? Like, there, you have an orange bowl. Like, everything else is processed food bowl. Uh, cheese it bowl, tangerine bowl, uh, a bunch of them. I yeah. think this is the same one. Yes. Yeah. Arugula bowl. <laughs> the arugula bowl. That's What's arugula? <laughs> it's a vegetable. <laughs> Let's see if someone... Well, by the way, the uh, Pop Tarts bowl photos make the Pop Tarts bowl mascot look like it might be a strawberry pop tart oh okay and the question is what if it rains yeah what are they gonna do mm. smart ass yeah oh. it's uh it's an edible mascot all right we'll see if someone knows what movie this clip is from <laughs> okay i had it. the i had the clip ready for you all right That's, okay am i hitting this yes Okay. She got me this, okay? Because I would always leave my cereal boxes open, and the cereal would get stale. And so one day I came home, and she had this waiting for me. It keeps my cereal fresh. And now I have the freshest cereal. All right, we're going to go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, good morning, bitch. Good morning, bitch. <laughs> oh, morning, bitch. Morning, bitch. All right, Ryan, what movie is it from? It is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's right, bitch. That's right, bitch. Hang on a second. Here's your prize. You have a pair of tickets as MMR Rock Sebastian Maniscalco. It Ain't Right Tour. It's going to be Friday, September 27th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Complete details and another chance to win tickets at WMMR.com. All right, one more story from the connoisseur. Are, are we going to do another clip? I have a movie. Right. Oh, 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 yeah, so hang on a second. Okay. What movie is this food clip from? Here we go. <laughs> You know, people like blood sausage, too. People are morons. Nice attitude. All right, a lot of noise in that, but 215-263-WMMR. Order up. One last story. Uh, U.S. health officials recalled three more brands of whole and pre-cut cantaloupes uh, recently as the number of people sickened by salmonella more than doubled this past week. Isn't this crazy that salmonella in salads, like all healthy stuff. Well, and I I think it was some whole fruits, but uh, a lot of it they were finding in in the uh, pre-cut. Oh, it's in the pre-cut. So, Steve, this usually happens in fresh foods. And uh, and yet it has to, to do, yeah, Kathy, a lot of times. Of things that are pre-cut with uh, with dirty utensils, dirty. Uh, nearly 100 people in 32 states have gotten sick from the contaminated fruits. Arizona, Missouri, Minnesota, oh. Wisconsin, and Ohio have the highest numbers of cases. Two people have died of the infections in uh, Minnesota. All right, this is a song called yeah. Cantaloupe. Us three, yeah. And uh, 45 people are hospitalized nationwide. <laughs> Massachusetts and uh, Rhode Island there is. Uh, have each reported one illness uh, con- connected to the cantaloupe. I love cantaloupe. Uh, I do too. It's a great food. It's uh, so much better than honeydew. Oh, I don't know. Honeydew is boring. They're paired wow. together. And besides the, uh, um, what was that? It used to be the old exchange. Cantaloupe? Honeydew. Yeah. 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 Cantaloupe's got some flavor and some kick to it. I dig it. Honeydew is like, yo, suck man. suck my cassava, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both. Cassava I, melons are good, too. 
I don't know if you guys ever when had you, Yes. When you have either of those uh, or a cassava, do you, uh, do you buy pre-sliced or do you buy the whole thing? Uh, usually pre-sliced because yeah. the, you, the, you're a wealthy businessman. You don't have time for well, that. No, you get a lot with uh, with a cantaloupe. A lot goes to waste yeah. if you buy the whole thing. Yep. Why? Because uh, I don't eat all of it. Cause oh, because you don't eat all the the pricing though on the pre-cut fruit is outrageous. It's stupid. It's mm-hmm. outrageous. I agree. I agree. Do you know how long it takes to cut slices out of a cantaloupe? Oh my god! <laughs> Who's well, got time? It is a process. I mean, yeah. you know, but uh, it's you got to get that gloop out of there pretty quick. Uh, but anyhow, Who's gloop the was the monkey on lost his face. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's original recall included uh, Milikita brand. Milikita Heine. Uh, whole cantaloupe, vineyard brand, pre-cut cantaloupe, and Aldi whole coat cantaloupe and pre-cut fruits. There was a time. I like it. There was a time when I uh, was I would always get the uh, the bag salads yep. from, you know. And then there was a run where that was became the big issue for salmonella. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, Rudy brand whole cantaloupes and freshness guaranteed brand. Racetrack brand pre-cut cantaloupes join the list. Oh, racing cantaloupes are the tastiest. Uh, healthy health <laughs> officials say anyone who bought the recall fruit should throw them away. And wash, now! wash surfaces. There goes that cantaloupe. Surfaces that touch them with hot, soapy water or in a dishwasher as well. So be careful if you're eating a cantaloupe. All right, let's see if somebody knows what movie this clip is from. You are Ludo, aren't you? You know, people like blood sausage, too. People are morons. Nice attitude. All right, let's go to Matt. See if we can get a winner. Hey, Matt, morning. Hey, how's it going? It's the Good. What was that last thing you said? Sticky icky. I said it was a sticky icky. Sticky icky. Ooh. Some of that real sticky icky. Ooh, wait. All right, Matt, <laughs> what movie is that from, please? Groundhog Day. Correct. Yeah. Yes, hang on. You get a prize, buddy. All right, and by the way, I bit my tongue earlier this week, and I've been speaking with a, a slight lisp ever since. Have you guys noticed? It's adorable. This? I, I just want to kiss you. It hurts so bad. But anyway, <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. You want to kiss me? <laughs> I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. But he won a pair of tickets. His MMR rocks. Sebastian Maniscalco. It ain't right, Torska. This is going to be on Friday, September 27th at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Complete details and another chance to win tickets at WMMR.com. How many times have you rebitten that same spot? Oh my god, man! I bit it so hard last night, and I was so mad at myself because yeah. I've been really—I'm trying very, very hard to not make it any worse. Yeah, and then you do. Mm-hmm. That's it for the kind of yeah. And thank you to Mini Melts for being our new sponsor. Mini Melts Ice Cream. You can find them at your local Wawa. Taste it for yourself. Look for the signature Mini Melts standalone freezer near the front of Wawa. Make it easy to grab one near the register for you. So make sure you snag one on your way in today. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. We'll get to the B file. Oh, and you know what? Necrophilia Friday. Necrophilia Friday for B-File. We're going to dive into that in a moment. We also get our uh, froggy song and no sad bro Friday for real. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web.
PrestonandSteve.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's usher a Friday in, shall we? Because I follow him on social media. I believe it's uh, Brooke after the first of the year is uh, going to Japan for a, oh, I believe, a semester. Awesome. Wow. So the band is like taking a break or something along those lines. They better not break up. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> they, got a, they got a great thing. Yeah. Going. So, uh, yeah. and they, they, bring, know, they bring in our Fridays for us. Froggy should tour Japan. That would right? be pretty awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. So, all right. Uh, even though it's a No Sad Bro Friday, it is also. Necrophilia Friday. Yeah! Right. Do we have a song? No, we don't. We Not don't. live, bro. Not no. alive. No, we're gonna we're gonna do the uh the intro to the V file and then uh, our sponsor and then separate ourselves from them before we dive into necrophilia. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk and want it gone? Then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family-owned and operated. You can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. So I told you guys... What is this? It's just Dead Man's Party. Oh, That's all. yeah. Okay, thank you. So, Steve, yes, we do have a song. Ah, nice. All right, so uh, I told you guys very rarely does a, a necrophilia story <laughs> pop up, and I had two of them 
back to back. So let's get to it now. It's a Christmas miracle. We'll start with this. A now former Banner Health security guard is accused of having sex with a woman's corpse last month at a Phoenix hospital. Officials confirmed that 46-year-old Randall Bird was arrested on Tuesday. Police were called to Banner University to investigate the crimes. Investigators said Bird worked as a security guard at the hospital. Security guards are in charge of transporting dead bodies to the morgue and placing them inside a freezer. However, What's the word, Bird? Guards are supposed to open, are not supposed to open the body bags. They only place Place them on the freezer shelves. I mean, come on. Video surveillance showed the 79-year-old victim's body arrived at the morgue where Bird was in charge of transporting her to the morgue. Court documents say two witnesses arrived uh, but found the doors locked from the inside, which was unusual. A light could be seen. Oh, it gets better. A light could be seen on the inside of the freezer and the freezer door was cracked open. The two witnesses reportedly saw Bird inside the freezer where he was, quote, sweating profusely. Oh, my God. Come on. And acting very nervous. Bird had removed his duty belt. His zipper was open and his uniform looked messy. Investigators say the victim's body bag was unzipped and she was facing down. Bird's belt was also on top of the gurney where the victim's body was. Oh my God. Authorities say as witnesses walked into the morgue, Bird immediately tried covering the victim's body. He then claimed that he had a medical episode and fainted and he grabbed the victim's body as he fell. No, no. Bird took the witness's Body uh, took the witness uh, the body bag. Then tore, they told the witness that the body bag had torn open and the zipper broke. However, the witnesses disputed this claim to police, saying the bag and zipper weren't broken. The two then reported Bird to the supervisor. Wow! Police interviewed him, who claimed that he had a medical episode and couldn't remember what happened. Sure. All this is very feasible. Crime scene investigators collected evidence from the victim and Bird, and his DNA was found on the victim. Can you imagine? He was taken into custody and booked on five counts of crimes against a dead person, a Class 4 felony, and he faced between one to four years in prison for the first uh, felony offense. But Bird no longer works at the hospital. So, do we think this is the uh, first time he's ever done this? Don't know. Right? But let me tell you another story. All right. (laughs) You think that one was bad? Oh, that was pretty bad. You going to top the bird story? Well, an electrician who had sex with more than 100 corpses over a 15-year period was able to do so without being detected due to serious, quote, failures of management. (laughs) This is according to a new 300-plus page inquiry report. How did he end up banging over 100 dead bodies? It's a failure of management. David Fuller, who was later convicted of murder, finally had his necrophilia spree uncovered in 2020 when police used DNA to tie him to the 1987 slayings of two women. During the investigation, they also discovered millions of images of sexual abuse in his home. These images included videos of him with the dead bodies of women in the mortuaries at two hospitals where he worked in Southeast England. And this went on for 15 years? Yeah. Fuller is serving a life sentence with no chance of release after he pleaded guilty to two counts of murder of uh, Wendy, Nell, and Caroline Pierce in two separate attacks. He actually pled guilty with an explanation. But that was back in 87. He is also serving a concurrent 12-year term after admitting to dozens of instances of necrophilia. He committed 140 violations against the bodies of at least 101 girls and women between 2005 and 2020. And each instance had uh, time-stamped photographic or video evidence. Oh, boy. Is is this the point at which the defense attorney just runs out of the courtroom? Yeah, just run. You got him! Good! 
The case prosecutor said the level of neck failure had never been seen on that scale before in a British court, and an inquiry was launched in to find out how Fuller was able to get away with it for so long and to prevent such abuse from that ever happening again. And then it goes into details about, you know, how he was, uh, what he what he would do. He would be uh-huh. there at night, and then he was he was doing this stuff oh, throughout man. the years. It's just, uh, they said that... Uh, so he, it was no shock he ended up killing people. Uh, he routinely entered the department as many as 444 times in one year without being properly questioned at the inquiry said. Uh, several family members of the victims who were interviewed by the uh, inquiry were not identified in the report said that they were stunned when they learned what had happened to their loved ones, of course. So, yeah, right? Uh-huh. All right. Wow. Now, wow. Now we're going to move on to poop. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, call it sorbet. And this one I had to edit through. It's kind of lengthy. I got this last night and spent some time on it. <laughs> as long as no one's banging it, I'm good. The Supreme Court of Ohio suspended a uh, county criminal defense attorney for one year with six months stayed for throwing a Pringles potato chip can filled with his own feces into the parking lot of the county's crime victim advocacy center. So a poop grenade. Yeah, the Supreme Court found Jack A. uh, Blakesley. Excuse me. Blakesley. Yeah. uh, Engaging in conduct that adversely reflects on his fitness to practice law. He claimed he was not targeting anyone with his antics, but had a habit of placing his waste in Pringles cans and randomly throwing them from his car as he traveled down the road. It's just the thing that I do. Uh, so the court found that there was... I, I work a stressful job. Clear evidence that he chose the Haven of Hope parking lot as his drop zone to get a thrill from pranking victim advocates who he admittedly had known for years and whom he would most likely be seeing in court 15 minutes later. Uh, the board recommended that the court publicly reprimand him. The opinion noted the primary purpose of the discipline is not to punish the offender but to protect the public. So, so quick question. Do you believe that his placement was good enough that it was he was able to hover over the can and, and do it that way, or was there a second step involved? Oh, oh, that I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think, I think, Chris, uh, you've had Pringle can parties. <laughs> I don't think he hovered over the can. I think I actually have some of the details coming up here. So, uh, Blakesley uh, has been a criminal defense attorney for more than 40 years, has no prior record. He was appointed by uh, to represent Alexander Wells. Wells was indicted for various offenses, including aggravated murder of a victim under the age of 13, which made Wells the subject to de- the death penalty. Uh, Michelle Carpenter Wilkinson is the chief executive officer of Haven of Hope, which is a victim advocacy center. Oh, and this is who he's targeting. Yeah. So she has known him for years. The two were friends on Facebook um, and she had attended his arraignment and several additional court proceedings. So in November, a pre-trial hearing was scheduled for Wells at 8.30 a.m. Before leaving his home, Blakesley deposited his feces into an empty Pringles can. He then drove to downtown Cambridge. Uh, between 8.10 and 8.15, he turned his vehicle down an alley where he drove by the Hope uh, parking lot. Uh, they showed him slowing down and then he passed and then he swung back around a little bit later after he sat there for a bit, and then he, the video shows him throwing the Pringles can into the parking lot and driving to the courthouse for the 8.30 a.m. pretrial hearing. I will stand up for you in court, and I will crap in a Pringles can for you. Uh, Carpenter Wilkinson saw Blakesley throw the can out of his car and discovered the can was his with his waist. I love that it's a Pringles can. She then left for the courthouse. She discussed the matter with the prosecutor, assigned to the case, and filed a report with the police. Uh, he pleaded uh, guilty to a minor misdemeanor charge of disorderly conduct, and at his 
disciplining hearing, discipline hearing, he said that uh, he admitted to throwing Pringles cans filled with his waste from his vehicle on at least 10 occasions ten. in a variety of oh. locations. I think there was more than just revenge. I think he ten. was getting off on it. Well, I think I think he's lying about doing it multiple times. I think he did this at these people, and he's saying, this is something I just do all right, the time. Right, right, right. it wasn't intended to be threatening. This is just a pattern. It wasn't to oh, these yeah. people. So I think that that's, he's a lawyer. He's sneaky. He's, he's right. thinking about this. I wonder if they're so. going to disbar him over this. I don't know. But anyhow, that is, uh, that's an interesting story. Hell of a lawyer. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. I think that was a banner one time. That was excellent. Yep. All right. We need to take a break. We've got guests aplenty coming up as we are moving into the next segment. Mr. Titus will be yes. here. When we return, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. And then after that, David Spade on the show. And then after that, Adam Devine and Anders Holm will be on the program. So a lot to get to. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize and the other things that we have to give away, too. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR welcomes June 11th at the link, the legendary Rolling Stones. Don't get angry with me. MMR's 13 Days of the Stones. Your shot every day to win free tickets for 13 straight days. Just listen for the Stones song of the day. And the 25th caller goes to the show. And making it easier for you to win, check out the cheat sheet at WMMR.com. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. For ticket info and another chance to win, head to WMMR.com. Plus, tonight at 7, it's Jackie Bam Bam's special Rolling Stones edition of You Call It Friday Night, a show where you can always get what you want. This is your chance to see the Stones live in concert from the station that's well aware it's only rock and roll. And gosh darn it, we like it too. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. It is always a treat to have our next guest in the studio. He's going to be at a Helium Comedy Club. There are shows tonight and tonight. Tomorrow night, HeliumComedy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Christopher Titus. Yes, uh, yeah. I heard Kreischer was then too. You guys kissed his butt way worse than you did. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, no. I told that that. Those are listeners, Titus. We're trying to save your ticket count. So thanks for having me on. We will suck up unabashedly to anyone we need to. Well, you guys have to understand something. I travel all the time, and whenever they call the radio thing, COVID kind of killed the radio thing for a while. And when it happens now, it's rare. And you guys came up, and I and I and I'm always like, who am I going? They you guys, and I was like, oh, thank God, because as they're bad comedians, they're so much bad radio. You guys are always the best. Uh, thank you, man. I've already got a lecture on love and, 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 and yeah, Armageddon just sitting down. Well, yeah. We're talking yeah. about the, you, you, you stepped away from the news and stuff. A and little bit, Trying yeah. to get to a good spot yeah. and then you look good. So yeah, whatever thanks, you're doing man. is right. You, yeah. So you're doing uh, Pontius Pilates. Pontius which, Pilates oh as we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> He was talking about uh, Jesus was in a, there's a cult, lady cult that said Jesus was about weight loss. Yeah, there was, it's a documentary I was watching about this woman who uh, in, incorporates weight loss and she's, she's dead now. Now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. So you've gotten to the end of Netflix. You really you're, you're like, I have watched everything. Let <laughs> me watch the Jesus weight loss documentary. It's compelling. It's crazy. It's nuts, man. But uh, no, it's good to see you back in town. Thanks, man. Um, I, Thanksgiving, everything went all right. Thanksgiving, my kids are back in my life in a big deal. Awesome. My my daughter actually has read, started, asked to read the court documents from the divorce. Whoa. It's oh, the, my God. It's, uh, yeah, That's it's intense. A, it's the craziest. Well, she's a musician now. She's actually just really Released her first EP. She's in the middle of a record deal right now. And how old and is she? I'm sorry, 22, 22. Wow, 
Uh, and what's her name? If people uh, want Kenny, to find her, K E N I Titus. Okay. And so here's how. Here's how okay, I'm, I'm getting chills. Here, so she wrote a song. She, she's releasing songs. She's got all this like. She's got this heat. This heat. You know, look. I've been in showbiz. It's starting to build a little bit for her down yeah. in L A. And she's having meetings with these big record companies and stuff. And uh, she wrote this song. She's released in December about what we went through with the divorce. And it's heartbreaking. So you, you, oh, wow. you, you've had a very, uh, your life is, we've talked many times about it. it, it only, <laughs> As you start shaking your head, he goes, right, your right. life, we've just, oh we my just, God. We just, just, just scratched the surface. Yeah. So, so uh-huh. in this case, um, you know, we, uh, and I, I uh, with the divorce very acrimonious? I mean, we're, I mean, was we, the divorce very acrimonious? Yeah. My divorce lasted 13 years. Okay. Wow. And that time I had five different attorneys and I had five different judges, one bailiff. How weird is that? We had the same guy the whole time. So oh, my be, God. To, to be honest, I thought it might have been multiples because it's been going on so long. Yeah, it went on so No, it's the same one. Okay. And, this, and it's so funny because every time we get a new judge, he'd come in and he'd go, he'd go well, I haven't really looked at the case. Well, ask him, the bailiff. He's sitting right there. <laughs> Pete, can you tell him what happened last time? <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got it. That guy, that's a true story. That guy, that guy was, he was the bailiff the whole time. He, like, he had this, got this job at the L.A. County Courthouse and he just, well, I'm, this is my job. Right. So at the end, the after I smarted off to the judge, you guys don't know this, but they took my kids away. My my ex lied about me and my son had an incident, but I just swore at him. He, yeah. he was screwing up in school. By the way, you guys don't even – being a father trying to raise a son is impossible in a good marriage. Right. In a good marriage. Try to do it when it's a divorce. Right. Like Here's what it's like like being a dad. <laughs> dad. My job is to make you not an a-hole. Yeah. And you're such an a-hole. <laughs> and I know because I'm third generation. <laughs> so so uh, I was going to take my kids on a trip to go uh, snowboarding. I was gonna, It was my week because I had them week on and week off. That's right. how my divorce went down. Week on and week off is great because I get them for a week and she have them for a week. And because of my parents' divorce, I didn't want to poison my kids, you know? I'm not saying once in a while, your mom's a bitch didn't mumble out of me. I'm not saying once in a while that came out of me. You're human. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, but I, I kept it really, really, really low-key. Very few and far. And found out years later, my kids, all they, all my ex did was talk about me and my new wife. That's all we did. So, okay. I'd have them for a week. She'd have them for a week. I'd get them back on Monday. And every Monday... It, it was like deprogramming a Scientologist, man. I, I was like, what? We're going to kill, cook, and eat you? Who told you this? <laughs> right. So uh, I was going to take him out of school and, uh, and I, uh, for a week to go snowboarding. Because I believe, you know, deep down, education is important, but not as important as, uh, as short lift lines. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Look at the, look at the dead seriousness. Great point. Yeah. That's a great point. He, my, yeah. my son's going to be 30 going, I don't know how to do anything. I know, but you got fresh untracked powder on Wednesday. <laughs> Come on. There's a trade there. Yeah, yeah. Worth it. So I go to school, to, and I and I. By the way, teachers. By the way, if you're a teacher out there, you should be paid double right yeah. now. And and by the way, any parent that thinks you get to pick what your kid learns, shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. And you're gonna ban books. You're, you're banning books for my kids too. Just go away. So teachers are amazing. Uh, but I want to be clear to every teacher: none of us want to go to parent teacher night. <laughs> it is the worst thing in the oh, world. Man. I'm not gonna show up when you're all shiny. So what I would do is I would do ambush parent teacher conferences. I would show up at the end of the day. That's when you find out who the teacher is. She's been dealing with 7th and 8th graders. She's in the corner twitching with a red pencil, you know. She's like, I could have worked at Target. And so I would do that and uh, and that's and you can also find out which teachers are high and then you can bribe them with treats to get ah, your kids great yeah. yeah. who, who you comply with Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I went and talked to all of his teachers. Five out of six teachers tell me. My son, who's, by the way, been telling me he's 13 at the time, telling me everything's great. 
Uh, he actually is a lie. This is what they said. He lies all the time, won't do his work, screws all of his friends, and he kind of stupid. And I thought, damn it, genetics. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, again, you and know. So here's what happened. Your so, life, yeah. So the incident was, he's 13. His mom, he's all, his mom would always blame the teachers. If he got bad grades, it was like the teachers don't like him. No, that's, that's if they didn't like him, they'd give him good grades to get him to hell out of their class right. to move on. Yep. So walking out to the car, and this is the one bad incident I had. And, 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 and I realized I need to get this. I didn't inspire this kid. I got it. You know, he needs an inspirational piece. Oh, by the way, his music teacher was like, he's cool. His, 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 and I was like, brownie? Guy, he got an A. So, so walking out of the car and I... And I and I take my being a father seriously, and I'm like, I gotta inspire this kid. He needs a speech. JFK, Martin Luther King, and then I thought, no, Samuel L. Jackson. And <laughs> what did you default to? I defaulted to uh, every time Samuel Jackson says "mother effer," and I screamed at him in the car. Like I said, "mother effer" probably 22 times. Wow. And I and I and to make a point, I took my glasses off yeah, and yeah. I threw them on the dash, and they broke. And I thought, oh, you dumb mother effer. <laughs> and it's the only time. And by the way, just I never yelled at him like this yeah, ever. Yeah. I went from zero to Samuel Jackson. Right. So that's all I did. So I found out in California. To where, so we go to we go skiing that weekend. Everything's great. And this is the bad part of the worst part of the divorce. And this is how I lost my kids. We went skiing. Had a great day. To, we came home on Saturday. Took him to, the next day was Easter Sunday. Went to church because, you know, just in case. And <laughs> <laughs> you got to hedge your best. You got to hedge your best. Cover that. Just Aren't cover all, that. So uh, and then I, I was feeling like such a good dad. I was like, you know, what, man, I, I did my fa- job as a father yeah. this week. We had a great week snowboarding and i said i'm gonna drop you off at your mother's on easter i fought for the holiday but you she can see you can see your mom for half easter i'll see you in seven days where i continue to be the best father jesus has ever created and <laughs> five days later document this thick show, shows up that says i christopher titus am an abusive father wow and i went to court and uh and i said and, and, and you know she made up this story she's like your honor he beat that child every day and i was like while we were snowboarding are you yeah. kidding me your honor he choked him repeatedly that didn't happen your honor he said he was gonna burying she actually said this. He's going to bury the snow up to his neck and kill him. I'm like, that's not how you kill somebody. You flip him upside down and bury him head down. <laughs> I know. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, well, let me goes, add, let then me he called a mother effort and I was like, yeah, I did that. I admitted it. The judge says that's verbal abuse and uh, I have to award custody of both your kids to your ex-wife. So, so you, wow. were you were you able to see them? Uh, I wasn't able to see him for two years. Because two years! Because of this, yeah. She was always trying that, though. And so now when my daughter grabbed the, she was reading the court documents we, for the trial documents, she yeah. was just flipping through it. And she finally turns to my, my new wife, who's amazing, and goes, I feel so sorry for Dad. Oh, and no I was like, kidding. yes, I won! Yeah. yeah. I still lost all that money, but I won! <laughs> Let me ask you, though, that, wow. listen, it, it, to me, we always talk about this when, when there's any sort of court case, any sort of high profile case. And you're like, you know, to muddle through, especially in a domestic situation, yeah. to muddle through the he said, she said stuff yeah. and then try to have, show deference to the kids is a landmine, a landmine, a, land, a landmine. Yeah, they're going to get damaged. Your yeah. kids will be damaged. Right. And I mean, there's nothing you can do. No one comes out unbloodied. Well, yeah. family court, it's like every behind every judge, there's a giant roulette wheel of stupid stuff that he just spins and it says whatever at the end. Right. Like, uh, there's no rules in family court. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so uh, it was a rough time and now she's writing me songs. Which is like, Come on, yeah. man! 
That's so, amazing. Because people told me all the time, don't worry, they'll get it one day. And when you're in the middle of it, you think they'll never get they'll it. They'll never I'm get it. I'm going to lose my kids. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're talking about this because I had this just amazing moment with my son. My, my son's 16 years old, and I took him to the Eagles game this past Sunday, and we had a really, really nice time. But at some point during our car ride, I was trying to talk to him about life. You know, hey, father, son. And he wasn't, he's like, I don't want to talk. So then I, so then I geared the conversation. Towards, I don't want wisdom, Dad. Shut up. So we ended up talking about fantasy football and sports betting. You know, so, and, and that's what he, that's what he uh, responded to. We ended up having a nice conversation or whatever. And I'm, I'm think I, I want to present this to you this way because, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, does he like me, you know, and then I'm like, well, when I was 16, I know in my heart, I loved my dad. Did I always express it or say it or, you know, but no, not pro- probably not, but something really cool happened. So we had that on Sunday right. and then I woke up on Monday morning. And I had a, uh, a direct message from my son uh, via Instagram, and he sent me this video. He sent it at 1230 at night, uh-huh. and it was just a video of all these characters in these movies and TV shows t- telling them how much they love their father. Uh-huh. You know what, Casey? Oh, he my hit- God. Dude, I get I, the, the feels. I got it right now. Yeah, the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. But they're too, this generation's a little too emotional. Me and my father had fist <laughs> fights in the kitchen <laughs> when I was 16. Yeah. My dad's, my, that's my fourth, fifth stepmom took him aside and go, he's going to kill himself if you don't stop. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to get revenge on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. I'm not going to commit yeah. suicide. Oh, my God. Casey, me. Uh, maybe he said that video because he hit a parlay later that night. <laughs> I love my dad. Dad gave me tips. Dad, dad helped me cover the spread. <laughs> but so here's the weird thing. It's got, they're so, they're too, they're, they're a little over touchy-feely because my son, so my son was just, my, his mom made him kind of a loser. She kind of treated him like a baby. Then I got in his, he, they came back and my life, right? And I was like, you cannot dress like this. You're you're 18 and you, I don't know what you're wearing. So I took him, got him, I taught him how, taught him how to dress. I taught him how to get a job. He got a job. He got a girlfriend. He's in college and, and, and he's dressing well. And so... I'm, and he got this girlfriend, and I'm like, good. And he asked me a lot about that, and we talk about stuff that's weirdly uncomfortable. I so get my father now. Yeah. And my text shows up one day, and he's on a thread with me and my new wife, and it just says, uh, "Guys, I am. Uh, I'm today. I am finally a man." And I'm oh, like, no. I don't. I want to know. I don't yeah, want to yeah, know. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. know. You keep. You just. You, you, I don't right. want to think about your fluids. Just yeah. stay over yeah. there. You know what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You Cross the line. Was it's that, gone a, was too that far. indeed it? Yeah. 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 That yeah. was it. Yeah. Oh. And then he's asked me about I thought he stuff too. He's asked me about how do you do this, and I'll, I'll tell him. But I'm like, oh man, I got. Uh, wow. But I'm, no, I'm but pass- he trusts you, man. I'm like passing that's, on my tricks. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> look, right, it man. is uncomfortable, but like for him to be able to come to you and uh, be vulnerable like that yeah. and, and trust you, that's. I mean, you won in the end. Like yeah, all I that fighting, did. that's a win. Well, yeah, because he's not going to say that to his mom. No, and and my daughter, after reading the court documents, is like, she's the one not talking to her mom. So I, I totally won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was a happy dad. Yeah, I didn't have to use court to get cut her out. I'm like, yeah, no. What I use, I just use my personality. Yeah. They don't want to talk to you anymore. You know what's funny about winning is, is uh, I always because I have two other brothers and a sister. And so you're don't you were divorced? You're shut. No, 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 no. no, no. We're, we're we're still married. But I'm talking about actually being a son because uh, you know you'd always go through your parents' stuff. You know, go through their their dresser or their closet or whatever. So I can't. I one, in my dad's top drawer, there was this a letter that my older brother had written to him, and I'll never forget it. I'm like, oh, 
he's a better son than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you're never going to be number one in this guy's eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, you stop and think about the dynamics of a family. I mean, I know you had all this this maelstrom growing. I mean, yeah. your, your yeah. dad, all you know, your, your, your we know your your, your mom stepmother killed Six killed a, a you know mom shot and killed her third husband. Right. Yeah. You, so her, oh, sorry, her last husband. I say last husband because <laughs> you don't get another one after that. If you don't know, if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know Chris's story, it's, it's amazing. But I would say this: always looming over you must have been the. I'm going to repeat this because oh, yeah. because I've been in, in, you know indoctrinated, and they always say the likelihood of the kid growing up and and living the sins of the parents. Well, uh, so I so okay. What, by the way, I did this show. The Carrying Monsters kind of about this. It happened. I so I ran away when I was like. You guys didn't want to run away when they were little. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, well, yeah. I was part of a runaway club, but I actually bailed. I'm sorry, yeah. what? <laughs> we had a, me and the kids in the neighborhood. We had a runaway club, and we were all going to run away one day. And and, uh, and I actually I, I ratted them out. <laughs> I ratted everybody out. Yeah. And then two of the girls ended up running away one night. They I think they were gone for like six or seven hours. But yeah. how old were you guys? Um, uh, okay, 18. so I was in- <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's moving out. You moved out. You didn't run away, you moved out. The only reason I remember exactly how old I was or what grade I was in is because I was two years older than one girl, and she ran away the night before her first Holy Communion, which is second grade, so that would have put me in fourth grade. You, you Did you have a successful runaway? I mean, did, did you? <laughs> well, you got to remember, I'm very extreme in my life, and I've had since I was a little kid, so most kids, you know, most kids, when they run away, they're, they're four or five, they grab a peanut butter cookie and an action right, yeah. figure, and they're like, I'm out! I'm going to go live my life! And then they get <laughs> to the end of the driveway and they're like this did not go how i thought that was me right? yeah. yeah so i uh here's what i did my uh we had uh, my dad had uh, man it's a longer story but anyways there was an incident with me and my father i decided to leave my mom had given me 20 bucks she said if my mom was mentally ill manic depressive schizophrenic uh, uh, alcoholic who had 185 iq spoke four languages played concert piano and shot and killed her third husband yeah so, so it was just varied she was really all over the map um <laughs> we call it that we i guess that's a, a kind of a, an insane renaissance woman. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing to say that a lot of the geniuses of our of our history were not insane. insane. So I was 11 years old, uh, first day of eighth grade. I got up, I I went to the bus stop, and I was like, the bus driver said, "Are you getting on?" It was first day of eighth grade, and I said, "Nope." And he just drove away because it was California. He's like, all right. And I I made a left. I walked a mile to the freeway on ramp, and I started hitchhiking. And I get picked up by this flaming gay guy in yeah. an orange Chevy Chevette with flowered seat covers. I'll never forget this man. Yeah. Pulls up, flings the door. There's a fetus on the freeway. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and I'm I'm 11, and but I've, I've I was raised by a manic depressive schizophrenic alcoholic and a womanizing alcoholic, so lying is in my DNA. I mean, yeah. according to 23andMe. Right. And, <laughs> and he he I, I go, hey, my mom and dad don't get along. I always hitchhike when I go visit them. I've been doing this since I was like four. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, that sounds totally plausible. Get in the car. So I get in the car. We pull out on the freeway. We're doing 60. This man. Just goes. I want you to know your story's BS. Uh, uh, sorry for swearing, but I want you to know that uh, what's going to happen now is you're going to give me your mother's phone number or your father's phone number, or I'm getting off this exit. I'm taking you to a police station. Wow! And I remember thinking, really? Uh, <laughs> you know, your whole life you're told don't hitchhike, you're going to get murdered and raped, and I get this guy. <laughs> I get Mother Teresa, Freddie Mercury. That's who picks me up. <laughs> and uh, this guy drove me all the way to San Jose Airport. I told him my dad had, uh, we had kind of beat me up the other night before. We he drove me to the airport. He called my mom, and I ended up I ended up on a plane. And so when I ran away, That's I actually wild guy. I hitchhiked, 
got on a plane and made it all the way across. Yeah, to so, the, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't make that's that. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why you, you, no, no one should be concerned. He's well, stand up comedy. It's so weird. Nah, he was running away at 11. Yeah, and like yeah. booking plane flights. <laughs> I, Chris, I forget. Have, have you written a book? I have not written a book yet. No, I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, so I need many. to be Bert Kreischer and selling out arenas well, to write a book. You, what you need is like an editor or somebody. But like, the, the yeah. one, it's one. He story. knows that now just by knowing me on the radio. He's like, yeah, you don't. You're long winded and nothing. You're not pointless. No, no, no. no. Don't put words in my mouth. No, I, I find your stories to be fascinating. But there are so many of them that like one. Nothing, chap- nothing better than the comedian here. I find your stories fascinating. They are. Listen, they're, 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 it's, it's true. David Spade is coming up later, and I was. His his love spade autobiography <laughs> was tremendous. I mean, yeah. the, the Norm's uh, Norm McDonald's semi-fictional, yeah. uh, all of that stuff. It, it's fascinating. But I mean, for Christ's sake, you've fallen into a bonfire. You've had this tumultuous <laughs> domestic life that went yeah. on for. I mean, all of these things. This mom, my dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Metal little mom. You're right. You know, I you mean, know, there's is, something there. You're right. Yeah, there's you're, something yes, there. there Your charity endeavors. To, you know, the, the uh, what is the name of it again? The uh, uh, Insight Youth Project. And Insight we, and we Youth. just. This year we did the we're doing the kettle kickoff for the Salvation Army and stuff, man. I think you know. You, I think your book, a book, as to Nick's point, would do a world of good to get out and, and because you're to the 19 people that buy it. You're right. I would change those 19, and those 19 would turn into 36. Nah. And you're right. You, you get all those daytime daytime talk shows. You'll be all set. Yeah, it's in the book. No, no, it's an amazing effing story. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. the way, well, this show is Carrie Monsters it goes from the beginning to the end. And when you when I said it, see how. So my dad after that when I ran away, I ran away with my mom in L.A. for two years. And in the two years, we were evicted three times. Yeah, a 12-year-old should not know the sheriff. <laughs> I was like, well, the paperwork seems in order, sheriff. I'm sorry, Doug. Wow. So, and so, and a lot of weird stuff happened. Because mom was crazy. It was crazy. And, uh, and then my dad, a year and a half later, he asked me to come visit him in California. And, and she called my mom and goes, would you send him up for a week? And mom was like, yeah. And I was like, no, this is a hit. Because I testified against my father in open court when I was 11 years old. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, how do you? How... Yeah. They don't let kids do that anymore because therapists were raking it in for decades later. Uh, and I testified against him. And so then a year and a half later, I go visit him. And we went to an amusement park that weekend. And he just drove around the perimeter. He's like, yeah, open your window. You know that laughter and joy those kids are having? Yeah, that's what you get when you don't testify against your father in court. Oh and he started screaming at me. He's like, you lied about me in court. And he, he said, I hope one day your effing kids do this to you. Well, years later, yeah. when I got, I called my son after after I lost him between 13 and 15, I called him on his 15th birthday. I said, can you, you and your sister want to go to dinner with me against court orders because I'm mm. a genius. <laughs> and they came to dinner and we started talking about what happened. And I turned to my son and I go, I can't believe you lied. I protected you. I, I, hope, your, I hope your kids effing do it. And I heard myself wow. be my dad. Yeah. 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 And, and it, it, yeah. I, I, can you not? Maybe it's all just going to happen. You're just so think of the worst thing your parents ever did. You're going to do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom. Well, you just had pain on your face. My uh, mom threw a knife at me one time. So what? wow. Yeah. Was it, it, was it was a butter knife. Oh, oh so it wasn't like. Thunk, da, 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 da. No. But I always tell the story. I'm like, well, remember when you threw the knife at me? And she's like, it's a butter knife. <laughs> I love that. Isn't pissing for your parents because it's still a knife. It's still a metal object you <laughs> yes. threw at your child. You psycho. <laughs> but it's like, she, she, she says to me, she goes, but you were a bitch. <laughs> Don't you get that as you get older, though, that you probably were? Oh, yeah, I totally was. Like, yeah. I hear stuff in my, I watch my kids, and I hear stuff in my in my head what my dad said about me, and I'm, and I just, I'm just like, oh, I wish I could just get, get him back and go, dude, so sorry, so sorry. But it is wild when you hear that voice.
come out of your own mouth of your parent. <laughs> I said it. And it's me. like, whoa. They, oh, yeah. 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 It's so strange. It's, it's such a, it's such a, those years are so formative. And I, I remember growing up, and I, I was not my dad's favorite son. I, was, I know that. <laughs> and yet I love my dad dearly. My dad loves me. But, you know, those those are the things. There's, there's, a, there's a great, uh, in the Ernest Hemingway book, Islands in the Stream, um, he uh, uh, he has these sons, and, and he's dealing with yeah. them. And the dynamic is very real because I'm okay with that. I knew at the time, I, you know, but we, it's okay. I love okay. that the show is because he just, Ernest Hemingway, we talked about <laughs> love earlier. I, this, this, this show has become it's my be, favorite well, thing there in the world. There you go. My dad, <laughs> you, you just, yeah, out of pure coincidence, my dad just texted me answering a question I sent to him four days ago. So, like, sometimes it's uh, endearing and, and very close, and sometimes you're like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on in yeah. your mind, Dad. Yeah, 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 four days ago. Yeah, yeah Dad, it's over now. The car burned to the ground, Dad. You, maybe you could have texted me back, like, right away, but right. the car burned to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The message reads, today I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Been a good week. Good. And that's why this is my favorite. Oh, but, but, you know, it's good to see the world's getting better. I mean, you know, all these cities I go to, it's great to see that with all the crime they have and the homelessness and all the violence that they finally all decided to get electric scooters to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, man? What, who has the electric scooter cartel in this oh, country man. that every city that's falling apart, everybody has a... They're trying to kill the homeless is what I think. Because you can't get a helmet. No. That's right. <laughs> you true. can get a scooter. That's I say, true. I say, and we were in Nashville and my wife and I would get them on the show because she's comic too and we're, we're driving back and there's a, a, a large man uh, on a scooter in flip-flops with a girl in heels standing behind him on the scooter and I thought oh this is just a Darwin thing. This is an experiment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's oh just natural God. selection. <laughs> wow. Listen, Chris, we got we to wrap up, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. We, we could spend all day with you, but we do have an, a number of other people we got to get on. But it's so good to see you back in town. Yeah. Guys, thanks, you guys, as always, thanks Love for having it. me on. And you, you cut it. I had nothing else to say, so thanks for cutting me off. I really appreciate it. <laughs> see, we're going to edit you because you need to be edited. <laughs> Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Do not miss Christopher Titus. Go to HeliumComedy.com. Thank you, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back. David Spade and also Adam Driver and uh, Anders Holm will be joining us. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. 
I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So our next guest, we're so excited to talk to. One of the all-time greats and one of our favorites, of course. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be at the Miller Theater tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. What a great spot to go see him. KimmelCulturalCampus.org to get your tickets to see Mr. David Spade. Yeah. 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 David, good morning. Yeah, that's pretty good smattering. Thank you. Man. Let me throw a little smatter at you. Listen, I'm going to throw this other schmear, if you will. Um, we, we realized as we were getting ready to have you on, for the past, our show has been on the air here in Philadelphia for 25 years. And for yeah. every single one of those years, every morning, yeah. we play a little show intro at the very start. And it is your voice that opens up the clip every single day. It's the uh, housekeeping bit from uh, Tommy Boy. <laughs> and That's like every day? Every, every day, day for, for 25 years. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. I wonder, it's so funny because we did that. You always wonder what take they use. What You know what I mean? You, yeah. go, you just do it for a day and then you leave. And then it, the one they pick is there forever. <laughs> and, uh, and then it gets stuck on some radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so we can annoy you with it. Uh, no, no, I love it. Believe yeah. me, that was uh, one of the uh, moments uh, I'll remember forever. And that was, we were talking off air. Was that a bit that you guys used to do with each other in real life? Or did you write it for the movie? That was a movie about brake pads, but no. it was fun. It was funny no. that there were scenes that were just about brake pads that we were like, "Can we zhuzh it up a little with anything?" Because when you wake up in the morning, like any movie, you go, "What do we got today?" Or the night before, and you say, "Is there anything we can add?" And I think I was just going over there to get some information about, "Hey, we need to get going." Yeah. And then when I would go to his room in the morning to get him at uh, Four Seasons in Toronto, I'd knock and go, housekeeping? And he'd go, uh, hang on. And I would go, go housekeeping? i just be, uh, just keep doing it. Yeah. And he would get so mad. And I go, and when he opened it, I go, it's me every single day. Every day. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And he never put it together. And he goes, oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Richard. I, I have to I tell you, uh, David, so I've been a fan and a lot of people, and, and you know, it's something I'm sure people get now familiar as you're touring around. I know you, I knew you first from stand-up. I loved your stand-up. I, I remember, go. I will go back to the days when you were, you, you do Tom Petty on stage. And, uh, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I did that too long. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved it, and I remember I was starting to flirt with the the notion of stand up, and you're you had 
like from the get-go, the most effortless delivery with the sharpest material. And I mean, it was, it was clearly something that you, you, you took to immediately. Uh, but is, is that, was that, is that always the core, the center thing, the stand up for you? Because you've, you, you've kept doing it throughout your career. But is, is that the most important thing, would you say, in, in everything overall? Yeah, you know, I like that description. Honestly, I think that's nice because uh, it is you, it is very hard to do any stand-up and, uh, for everybody that does it. And uh, it's hard to have any sort of style. And that style was like a research paper of all my favorites. And then it was just kind of what I, what I try to be funny anyway, the way I would be. But it doesn't always pay off. And I remember early on, it wasn't paying off. And Dennis Miller, who was a great writer that I loved, he said... Um, don't, I, he saw me changing, and I was doing harder punchlines and stuff and leaning on it. And he said, you can't do that. Do do like you used to do. I don't know what you're doing now, but this isn't. And I go, I know, but these clubs, if you don't kill that hard, they don't want to bring you back, and I got to make money. And he's like, no, no, just do it the way you're doing it or just quit because you can't change it. You got to think of the jokes the way you want to do them or, and make them come to you or it won't work. And or you'll be faking it. I'm like, God, it's heavy. So, uh, it, but it's so true. And so I just tried to do it the way I like to do it and just hope it would work. And sometimes I do these shows like the one I'm doing there. And some people go, it doesn't look like you're even trying. Like, <laughs> what do you want? Do you want a show with laughs? Or do you want to no. go, yeah, da, da, like John Benet out there for an hour? Like, I, I don't have to sweat it out. It's it just, even like Nate forgot who I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Nate, you're not, you're doing less than me. You're doing nothing. You're just like barely talking. And, and I go, and then you're playing these big theaters and I love that they're buying it because they listen. And then the crowd has to go, okay, there's a joke there. I have to find it because you're not ramming it down their gullet. You're just kind of saying it, you know, no, you like that stuff. Your stuff is so, is so surgical. I, I remember there's a bit, is it maybe right from nine, 10 years ago? Uh, you're talking about this guy who, uh, managed to get into the bear enclosure at a zoo and, and, and what he, what he, what he thought the bears, this lunatic, what he thought the bears were motioning to him. Very subtle close up gestures. I'm howling. So, you know, it, and it takes a lot of balls to be that, that, um, sort of drawn in to do the material, but the, the crowd was just, just, you know, just dying. So no, it's great. And so that's what obviously people can anticipate when they see you live, um, sure. uh, in person. We also love the podcast, by the way, the, the, uh, fly on the wall. It's, yeah. it's just been oh, good, sen- yeah. sensational. Yeah, thank and, you. And we're sad to hear about Dana Carvey's, uh, son mm. and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, and you know, I, as for the schedule, of the podcast and, and what you're doing is, as are you taking a, a, a break or what's, what's the status of that? Well, you know, we do them a little ahead. So we sort of, uh, Dana's life just got flipped upside down. First of all, his, uh, his kid Dex was, was such a cool kid. And, and Dana is such a great dad. It, you know, when you see these things happen across America, really, not just Dana, and you go, this is how rough it is. It just turns someone's life inside out. And, and Dana, I, I, you know, we had a few done, um, and, you know, we had uh, we have one right now, and then we have we actually just did Dan Aykroyd right the night before, I think. Oh. And Dan and Dan Aykroyd is one of our all time favorites. We had such a blast. Did it at my house, and then um, he's coming on, I think, in a week or the next one. And then we're going to do two best ofs, and then I, I hopefully we start again first of January. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see. You yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah. it's hard because there's no way even to describe. I don't know how he's going. I have no. No. Idea. Yeah. How do, how, sure. do you, how do you come back from something like that? It's got to be a Herculean chore. Yep. 
David, and I, when is when is it soon where people don't go? Oh, are you doing jokes? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's so many situations where everyone decides. What, it, meanwhile, all you're doing is like covering because there's no way you're like joyous. You're just going, hey, this is what I do, and I, I got to try to have some sort of life again. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that you do, I wanted to sing your praises on a show that not a ton of people saw, but it was called Love, and it was on Netflix, and, and Judd Apatow <laughs> was one of the creators, and you, you were awesome on it. I really enjoyed your appearances. I know you weren't there for every series, but have you known uh, Judd for a long time? I've known Judd since before SNL. Like, I thought so. Um, in the old, uh, in the valley in L.A., and I met Sandler that way. I met Judd, Rob Schneider, Drake Sather. There's a bunch of comics that were just, uh, I thought were good. And it was kind of funny. At least I had a good eye because I'm like, these guys are pretty funny. And you know when they're, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you can always tell if someone's got some chop because you go, oh, I'm jealous immediately. Because most of them, you just go, okay, okay. But now and then you see someone and you go, oh boy, I, I better get right. And, and so I thought all those guys were good and Judd spun it into helping uh, Jim Carrey write, and he's doing different things, and uh, then he started directing, and it just, well, he's very, he's all over the place, and he knows how to do a lot of things, and uh, so Love came about, he goes, hey, would you want to just come over, and uh, his kid was on it. Yes. He her sta stage dad for a couple episodes, and his kid was so funny, uh, because she's super cute, and she'd play the biggest B-I-T-C-H <laughs> stage kid, and she would scream at me, and, and, uh, and but everyone had to handler with kid gloves because she was the one making all the money and, uh, and that was a funny little angle but I like doing that uh, Iris is his daughter she was great yeah. she's yeah. still doing it you know, it, it, it's funny because, you again, I, I, I've known you and appreciated you for so long as a, as a stand-up comedian, yet you were in some of my, my favorite uh, movies. And even, even, you know, Dickie Roberts was on the other day. And, and there, is a, <laughs> there is a scene. I do like Dickie Roberts. I, 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 yeah. there, there's a scene in that movie that cracks me the hell up where you think you're going to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. <laughs> <laughs> because you want to get your, your child star yes. and you want walk in and it's actually a, a parents like a you know like a like a Lamaze class <laughs> and it's there are can I you know obviously people can be dismissive but you you can see that there are some gems in that movie correct yeah I mean that's Chris Rock's favorite spade movie so I remember when that came out Chris Rock goes you nailed this one nailed it <laughs> and it's like right after Tommy Boy and Black Sheep I go you like this one he goes yeah he likes the idea child star Disaster, trying to fit back into life because it could be today. It's yeah. You, you see these people and they get all this attention, and it's all kind of goes away. Even people on reality shows, they get a dose of it, and then it goes away, and they don't know really know how to process. There's no uh, forethought. What am I doing after this? What is the long term? How do I amortize my money? There's nothing. It's just like I'm a millionaire, and I will be forever. And then they're not. And then people give them less attention, slowly evaporates, and it's just such a weird it is. thing to happen. Yeah, and there's actually have been shows and and well, not reality shows based on siblings of celebrities. Yeah. So it's exactly that. You have your own um, game show right now. You have Snake Oil, which I just happened to, to catch by happenstance. Um, I, I like the concept of this. Hmm. I, explain. Thanks. I appreciate that it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I, I like. I, I, I had to be honest. I'm going to well, I'm David Spade. I'm on board with this. So, uh, but you know, there's so much of the stuff on, and I'm like, it was it was actually really good. Is this a a Will Arnett produced series? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how that came about. And, you know, it's it's not me doing a Netflix special for an hour, but it's kind of an interesting, hooky game. And uh, it was, you know, it's sort of like Shark Tank with two products and one of them is fake. And you have to you have to sort of invest in the one you think is real. And oh. It's actually way harder than I thought because they're either both too good and you can't tell, or they're both so stupid that you can't believe any of them are real. And you see one, and you go, well, that's for sure not real. And then you see the second one, and you go, well, that's even stupider. <laughs> and so it's literally like Sky Mall, the show. All these things, you go, wait, that's a real thing? And then, and then you go, how do I? And so when I watch it, I saw it the other night accidentally. And uh, I saw it, and I go, I don't even remember which one this is. So they show me them again, and I was already on the show, and I don't know which one's real. That's how stupid I am. You you can't – do they let you know ahead, or would that be a violation of, of, uh, you know – There are a lot of legalities, but I just said I don't want to know. I said that up front. I said I just want to guess and be part of the fun and not tilt them anyway. So I don't don't guess that much because – I think they do get itchy about all that. They don't want you to, someone to come back later and said, oh, he, but sometimes when they, they vote on one and then right, right when they lock it in, I go, I don't know about that one. They go, what do you want? And I go, I just feel like I've seen, you know, so that kind of, it just adds to the, you know, stupidity of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm a tough sell on this, and and I was I was like I'm watching it accidentally, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and uh, no, no, it was it was it was compelling because you know we we create games. Preston creates a lot of the games for the show, and mm-hmm. just the mechanics of making something work, and you always forget the one damn thing that's like, well, what if this happens? You're right? Like, oh Christ! Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate it because it is a fun show. It's on Wednesdays for a few more weeks, and but like what you're saying, there's another game show coming on. Where it's the relatives of singers, I think, and they sing. No, it's just a relative of a star, and they yes. sing. And you've got to guess the relative. I'm like, yeah. good luck. Holy hell. That yeah. Is, I, okay. That's not bad. Okay, <laughs> that's Screech's nephew. Could <laughs> <laughs> be. It's got to be his nephew. Wow. Hey, um, I'm sure that you haven't been asked about this movie in a long time, but it's the first one that I believe you were ever in, and I remember seeing you uh, in Police Academy. I Was it four? Uh, Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. Okay. A good one, yeah. So, and I had always thought that Tony Hawk was your stunt double in the skateboarding scene in the uh, beginning of the movie. You're uh, you're kind of a juvenile delinquent and you're skateboarding. But, and I I just saw in an interview earlier this year that he was actually fired. He was supposed to be your stunt double, but then he grew too much. Is that true? It's a little, it's partially true. The, the, uh, from what I remember, which is, Literally brain dead, but <laughs> the uh, I got on. I was a skateboarder from Arizona, and I that's the only reason I got the audition. I couldn't even act. I just when I went into audition, they didn't have the script there. They said, "Oh my god, we don't have the script here." Is there? But you're already here. Is there any way you can just act like you're a skateboarder and you're you're and you can skate, right? And I said, "Yeah." And that was the first win. And then they said, "Okay," and you're just like kind of a juvenile delinquent. And we're going to be cops talking to you. And they sort of just improv the scene. And that was way easier for me. And then, because uh, if I had a script, I would have bombed. You know, I wouldn't know how to even read it. So I get it. And I get to be, they go, the Bones Brigade is going to be your henchman. I'm like, oh, my gosh, in the magazines that I read in Arizona? Like, it was unbelievable. So I knew who all these guys were. And Tony was there. But there's a guy, Chris Miller, there, too. And Tony uh, skated, I think, the way I did, which is Goofy Foot. 
And then Chris Miller was a, a little, little shorter, a little closer to me, and he skated regular foot. So it was going back and forth of who could. He was too tall, but he skated the way I did. You know, your feet different ways. And right. So it was just we were, we sort of mixed it up. But uh, Tony did obviously anything hard, and uh, yeah. I was like Meghan Markle. Just there, <laughs> there, <laughs> but I could skate. But yeah. sometimes I'd wipe out, and they'd be like, "God, yeah. sorry." <laughs> when was the last time you were on a skateboard? God, you know, I still uh, Tony now and then will send me a new board. If I need one, because I go, hey, I'm going somewhere, and then I get a new one, and it's actually hard to work in a little bit. The new boards are a little tougher for me. I could still skate maybe pools and ramps a little bit, but I'm so fragile, like a dandelion now. That <laughs> <laughs> when you fall, you just stay down, and you just sort of robocop your body of, like, what's broken. Before you get up, you're like... Self-analysis. Oh, my God. I just laid there. Like, the last time I fell in a bar, I fell... There was a step I didn't know about, so I wasn't even drunk. I just fell, and I hit a table, and then the table fell on me. It was oh, so beyond embarrassing, and it was about 15 seconds of falling. I was like, dude, dude, this is like Carol Burnett show. And I kept falling, and then all of them fell on top of me, and then I was laying on the ground, and I just go, like, what? what's broken? Because the first thing someone said is, oh, my God, get an ambulance. And I go, for me? Yeah. Is that how bad it was? Oh, how man. Bad it and then they go, you have a concussion at least. And I go, I don't know. So I wait. I waited about three minutes on the ground. And then I started to move going, well, I feel okay right now. Let me see if I move anything. And then I'm like, shoulder out. You know, everything was like, then I could oh figure God. out what was wrong with me. <laughs> and uh, I was pretty banged up, but I still... Watch the end of the game. All right. Managed, yeah, I managed to lose on DraftKings. I go, <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, David, I wanted to ask you this, and since we're yeah. talking about some of your earlier years, when uh, because you're, uh, you know, knowing you from your characters you played and, and, and the bits you've done and all that stuff, obviously uh, you are just a, a genius at sarcasm and, and delivering it subtly on yeah. occasion, which is wonderful. Surgically. I've always assumed that that is just a natural attribute that you had. And maybe as a teenager would use that. Uh, and and if that ever got you into trouble, being you know somebody who is a little bit of a smart ass in a sneaky way, and it went the wrong way. Um. Yeah. Well, obviously, just you know, until you make money at it, it's just annoying. Right. <laughs> right. Especially my mom. You know, my dad had split, so my mom had to deal with three boys, and we were just such a handful, and we were broke, the whole family. So, you know, it just. I'm sure it was cute for a while, but I wasn't really like that totally. I was more okay. into books and stuff, and I started being just throwaway jokes and stuff, maybe to get attention or something. But okay. uh, I sort of tried to sharpen that. I remember I just put up a TikTok, embarrassing, and um, <laughs> uh, they're going to find out how old I am and ban me from TikTok. <laughs> but th- th- it was it was from an old roast. You know, I started to put these old roast jokes on. Right. Yeah. And, and I I thought was a good one. I, I actually swear, I don't even know if I wrote it. It was about Jewel, so poor Jewel has to sit there and take it. And uh, and I go, oh, Jewel. And the last joke was, she's got to leave right after the show, but her tooth is going to hang out. Oh, dude. Oh, her tooth is going to hang oh, out. Oh, my God. That's a good joke. Jewel Snaggletooth. Isn't that's, that good? That's, 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 that's good. People are like, I don't get that tooth one. I'm like, what do you not get? <laughs> Oh, that's good, so, David. Uh, isn't that funny? Those old roasts, I don't know. I got to ask Jeff Ross why they haven't done them in a while because I don't even like to do them. 
because you get caught in the crossfire, but to, it's pretty funny. They're so brutal. It seemed like maybe a little overkill was happening for a bit because they started roasting pe- yeah. tons of people for a while. And there. you could tell. Oh, we, yeah. We ha- we've had Ross, Jeff Ross on and and, and, and years, he, he, the late years. Greg Geraldo, yeah. uh, who was brilliant at it. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. And so what would happen is, and they, 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 they both said the same thing, the roast should come from a place of, of you know, the, this is a friend, and, and they were just yeah. they were just pairing people up with people they didn't know, and it just became a lot more vicious, you know. Hundred uh, percent agree. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's what sort of deflated it. But yeah, when 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 you when you're watching a good one, there's there's nothing better. Uh, to your point, of, to the point of being sarcastic, you recounted a story. I forget where I was. Maybe I was reading it, or you you telling it in person. You're working at a restaurant. And uh, and um, I think it was it was a seafood restaurant. Do, do you know the story that I'm talking about? Are you talking about? Oh, I think I was on Smart Lesson. I talked about um, when I was a busboy. That might be it. Yeah, uh, and was, uh, about serving shark. Yeah, yeah. This is. I'll just tell a different one. You'll be like, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> no, I I was a busboy in Arizona, and I was the worst possible employee, and uh, always hungover. And so I would go talk to all the tables and they, and they always said, and my manager's like, Hey dude, don't talk to the tables. I go, well, I want to be a waiter. He's like, you don't got the stuff. That's what he kept telling me. And I'm like, I do all the hard work. I have to lean over and get all the stuff. And the waiter just takes the order and then shovels it on me to do everything. So I don't know why I didn't have the stuff, but I said, well, I'm going to prove it because I see the waiters have personality. <laughs> so I kept going, how's it going on that table 48? And I'm just like, blah, blah, no, and no one cares. And then the, after he just tells me this, I walk by a table on um, Father's Day and it's packed. And so, and there, we have a shark, uh, you know, is, is one of the things that's special. For, in Arizona, it could not be good. Yeah. So... <laughs> Any fish couldn't be good. Now a shark. And so, uh, and then this table goes, hey, they think I'm a waiter. And they go, hey, how's the shark? I go, I have a motto. I don't eat them. They don't eat me. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) What did I just tell you? Dude, I'm killing over here. (laughs) I go, I'm getting applause breaks. He's like, dude, you're out. So he fired me that day. Oh, man, yeah, just you know, that's people. Wow. People come for the uh, the entertainment, a free show from the busboy. <laughs> I go, you don't, you don't, you're not understanding the severity of these jokes. It's good stuff. <laughs> David, but, yeah, I got fired every job. That's why my mom was like, yeesh. And then uh, I finally did stand up, and she, and when it paid eighty dollars a week, that's when I quit school. And she's like, a feels a hair premature. <laughs> David, I, I'm I, on easy street now. I recently saw um, a podcast with uh, Jim Downey, you know, the writer from SNL and, and Conan, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they were telling stories about Norm McDonald. And I'm I'm sure you have a million stories ab- about Norm and, and like your time with him. But is there one um, that you could share with us, just because you knew him for so long? Uh, Norm being crazy, I think even at his memorial, I said, everyone's talking about what a genius he is. Let's talk about the crazy part for a minute. <laughs> uh, because it was too sad, you know, any memorial. Yeah, sure. Sad. But I, I think, um, I, I just, I can't even pick one. I have to say, I remember he, 
blindsided me on the Dennis Miller show we went on together, and he told a whole story just to end with Spades Gay. And it was a whole, it was an eight-minute story, and me and Dennis both go, I, he looks at me, and they go to a wide shot, because I was on first, and Norm, and I'm on the couch, and I go, wait, you went that whole way to kick me in the balls at the end? He's like, yeah. <laughs> me and Dennis were both dumbfounded, like, wait, that's the end? <laughs> He goes, because you wind up being gay like this guy here. And he points his thumb at me and I go, that's it? <laughs> but that's what he would do is he'd tell these long. And sometimes when we were on the road with uh, Sandler, Schneider, and Norm, and Schwartz, and all these guys, it was really fun. Timmy Meadows. And then, and then Norm, you know, would now and then do these long stories. And sometimes he gets walkouts, you know. But it's, all, it's always worth it. So we're on a group chat the next day because Schneider... <laughs> After Norm goes on, and he had a tough set, and uh, and you know it's for eight thousand people, and then Schneider goes, "Well, <laughs> <"Hell>, Seattle, <laughs> that's Norm McDonald. You never know what Norm you're going to get, and tonight you got that one." <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all in the group chat chiming in because it was so great, and Schneider's like. Come on, man. You got to bring it up. And I'm like, <laughs> the center fights back immediately. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, wow. But hilarious. And uh, Norm was always funny on those uh, tours and on uh, whatever. One of, one of the most nervous times, you know, we, we'll get people in here all the time, uh, uh, David. And, and, yeah, we'll get big stars. Yeah. And, yeah. and so Norm came in and it was, sure. it was like, and I, I've always, you know, I just loved Norm McDonald and a huge fan of yours as well. Uh, and uh, but the, the the truth of the matter is he came in and I was, I was like I'm, I'm freaking nervous but it was it was just so great to see him in the moment and and you're right you would <laughs> there there are times I remember if you talk about Rose he came out and read real from an old paperback book of how to deliver jokes <laughs> at, oh, yeah. At, yeah, like, and that's like what when, he did. Uh, you say they say this guy's over the hill he's really <laughs> over the hill and I'm like what <laughs> Like he's reading jokes from the seventies about, <laughs> yeah, and he does a whole roast set like that. I remember that. That was something crazy, but but at least he was trying stuff and being different. And in uh, he was always funny, even on texting. He was saying crazy things. And I think toward the end, we just kept saying, "He goes, David, we have to have dinner." <laughs> and then I go, "Yeah." I go, "I don't care about COVID. You want to come over? Come over." And he goes, "Yeah." And then I go. All right, well, come over Friday. I, I can. There's COVID. <laughs> I know, but no, we don't care. Remember? And you know, it's my house. I sit. I'll sit twenty feet away from you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How about Tuesday? And then I go Tuesday. I go. What time do you come over? He goes, David. It's COVID. <laughs> you do this the whole time. Of course, I love it. So uh, it's a killer disease. <laughs> And so, anyway, just turned it in, never had dinner. And that was our big dinner before the end. So I always was like, God, I wish I said that one. But you never know when's the no, last one. Sure. No, you, you've done, you did a great, so you did a, obviously a great tribute to Norm and, the, and Phil Hartman and Farley. And, um, you know, the, the, obviously these things. It's it's funny because, you know, I was thinking about, um, I forget, I was talking to about John Candy. And, and they, they were unaware of John Candy. And I'm like, you know, I, you can't forget John candy if you can't forget these people who are just pivotal in, in helping to create a you know like a, a second or whatever time frame you'd want to classify the current 
comedy stats, you know, situation. And uh, and so in a way, you know, you guys keeping keeping you know Chris Farley, you know, uh, reminding yeah, people keep it up there. Yeah, right. there's people that don't know Chris for sure. I mean, yeah. there's people that. And that's okay. It just time goes on. Then you start to meet people that don't know, and then they don't know John Candy. And that's normal. But, you know, when Steve Martin and Martin Short were on podcast together, of course, we asked about John Candy because that was pivotal for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like planes and trains and everything he did. He was in blues. We just had Ackroyd. I think I was asking about just John Candy and Blues Brothers Mm. going Orange Whip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Three Orange Whips. And and the lines you never know will be memorable. Just like any movie. You don't know. You think this is the funniest line in the movie. And then later people repeat all these other ones. And you go, oh, Mm. it's just some things resonate. And there's some people that resonate. So I said, you know, to be in the Blues Brothers and have. I said, how do you get Carrie Fisher? You know, she just yeah. was in Star Wars. And now you go, you want to be a bit part in Blues Brothers? She's like, yep. Jeez. And they want to be around funny people and they want to be in a fun movie. And uh, and then you get someone like John Candy comes in for a couple of days and how fun would that be? That's just God. Yeah. 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 amazing. Yeah. Well, I got to say, listen, you know, doing radio for the last 26 years, you know, one of the, the, the cool things is being able to talk to people like yourself who, you know, you, you have no idea who I am. So I just want to take this moment uh, to let you know how uh, uh, pivotal you were in my life in college, right? And so Tommy mm-hmm. Boy um, is probably one of the top five movies that me and all of my friends watched over and over and over again on VHS. But we had Tommy Boy, uh, PCU was another one. Cone has was another one. So, oh, I, I, oh, but, by the yeah. way, real quick, David, I was with Casey. We were doing a shoot at, at uh, the Wildwood Pier in, uh, on the Jersey Shore, and we're, we're doing a commercial. We're shooting a commercial, and all of a sudden, this guy comes in from out of the screen. I don't know who he is, and all of a sudden, he and Casey go into the Tommy Boy Father Son Samurai <laughs> thing, and I'm like, I'm like, cut. I'm like, what? What? I don't know what's happening. We have video of it. Somewhere, we do. We it, do. And and so I want to say on. On behalf of myself and George, who was that guy, okay. and Super Dave, and Sean, and Ed Lover, and everybody else that just crammed into a dorm room on a Saturday mm. afternoon, you know, waiting to party on Saturday night, we watched Tommy Boy. And I want to thank you for that. Like, I know that when you were shooting it and when you were doing it, you know, you don't know what you're getting. Uh, but it was it was awesome, and it is still awesome, and it is a top ten movie for me. And I just want to thank you for that. And this is such a treat being able to talk to you. You cut out for the last three minutes, but... <laughs> dude, I love it. Dude, I love it. That's the best response yeah. possible. It, it was. It was not worth hearing. You also performed at my college too. You did. You did a stand-up I probably set. Probably did. We used to do uh, all that stuff. Uh, it was great. College is college, and we'd buzz in there and squeak out an act. But we'd sometimes do it together. I, yeah. But I appreciate you saying that. And you know, listen. If if anything is. It's even close to that when I was in college and high school talking about movies with my friends. That was just, that's all that anything meant. It was like, that's all we talked about. So if I could be in some of those that, that are like that to people, that's really the best part. So, uh, well, lucky, yeah. You know. if, you're, if we're talking Tommy Boy, I have to bring up something that I've always wondered how the hell it was done. Your your baldness in, in <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> how, yeah. how the hell was that work? Because you're wearing. <laughs> You're obviously not bald, and obviously there, there was a bald cap employed in a wig, and I don't know how that, what level of special well, effects it, that required. It, it, it was a great, 
it was a great sort of joke to throw away in, in the script, but you just don't know if we can pull it off like Rob Lowe's shirt sucking up. Yeah. That, I wasn't there that day, and I go, that looks so great. I have no idea how they made that so good. Uh, and so when we did the ball thing, I said, it shouldn't be, so, again, it should be more subtle. Like, <laughs> it flips back, but there's a huge ball spot in the back. And we did it, and it wasn't as funny, and they go, fly back, we're going to do a full bald cap. I'm like, oh, my God. And so I don't know if it was – it was probably three takes because a fan, it was such, so hard to do. We didn't have a lot of time. But to have it flip so perfectly back and look so nuts. And then the whole rest of the movie, no one really says anything. There's one thing at the end where someone points or something. At the head. But uh, that was a great gift. That was a great the, gift. The, the brilliancy of that scene was – Throughout the entire movie, and this is at the end of the movie, there is no mention of him having a hang-up about his hair. Nothing. And it's just you're blindsided by it. Oh, it's just the best. Yeah, it was great. I mean, oh. that that was just uh, not yeah. really me, but they, they, they nailed that one perfectly. Well, it, it's just uh, we, we're so happy to, to have you on to reminisce about stuff like that. And obviously you're doing the show at the Miller Theater. It's tomorrow night, yeah. 8 o'clock. Tickets available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. You have a, a huge fan base here, well, around the country, but in Philadelphia. I haven't been there for a while. So oh, I, I rarely ever come there, so I'm going to have a blast. I go to, I'm go i on my way to Baltimore right now. i got to run. But uh, I, I like how you're wrapping up, but I'm saying i got to go. <laughs> 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 i got to get out of here. So, um, yeah, thank you, though, guys. And, uh. um, I appreciate chatting with you. Dude, it's the and, best. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Enjoy your time in Philly. Thank you, David. Okay, thanks, right, Take care. Bye. David Spade, guys. Wow. He's always been one of my, my guests. Because, oh. you know, I, I, again, I kid you not, since his earliest days of stand-up, I've been a huge David Spade fan. I, uh, you know, you're nervous uh, talking to him because, again, Press, you had mentioned it during the interview, uh, you know, a lot of the characters that he plays are sarcastic. And I'm like, mm. is that what David Spade's right, really exactly. like? Is he going to like us? Uh, is this going to be a good interview? So read, read his, his, um, uh, uh, his, his, uh, his first book. Which is an autobiography about him, and and, and his he, he's just his his love for his mother, and and the, the and all the stuff about him being the father abandoning him and all that stuff. But uh, he's a really sweet guy. He really is. I have a vivid memory, Casey, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up because you and I are the same age. We went to college at the same time of watching Tommy Boy for the first time, and and it was a VHS copy, and it was the same very similar um, uh, instance where we're sitting in a dorm room. And my friends put it on, and they had seen it already, and I hadn't seen it yet. And um, I could hear them start to giggle, giggle before the joke happened. Right? They were <laughs> anticipating what was, and they're like, "It gets better. It gets better. Wait, wait until they get on the road." And it, like their pairing, and it was an unlike, unlikely movie. It got panned by critics. It, it bombed in the box office, and then it came out on VHS, and it just became one of those things that Preston, as you alluded to earlier. Every day on our show, so yeah. like it's, I don't know. It, I mm -hmm. I love the fact that that movie is where it is in the pantheon. Yeah, I've, naughty. <laughs> I've got a group of friends that um, we're, it's just the whole, our whole group is just uh, consists of ball busting everybody yeah. and say on on a group text. But when he was talking about that group text and who was on yeah, it, yeah. could you imagine oh, no. being right. on that state of the art? I mean, oh you, and you, you have to be. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally. I again, I adore Norm Macdonald. I adore 
David Spade, and and that it, it's like when we had Johnny Knoxville on or anybody from that 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 collective where you you can't you can't sleep with your you, you have to have one eye open. You always have to be ready for the takedown. You always have to be ready for it. But the, you're you're talking some of the sharpest minds in the world. I mean, like I you I would just be crying all yeah, day long, yeah. crying laughing. <laughs> for perspective, Casey pulled up uh, Rotten Tomatoes on uh, um, <clears throat> or the the Rotten Tomato score. Uh, the tomato meter thirty nine percent. Yeah, for Tommy Boy. Yeah. Uh, but wow. the audience member, uh, the audience meter, 90%. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading the review. Yeah. It, got, it got one star in the Inquirer, and I was like, ah, I don't know, maybe it's not worth it. And then uh, and then watching it in college, and now it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, the thing that was, that was fun about that interview is because, as Casey said, when you when you start to head down a path with somebody you've never spoken to before, and, the, and then you kind of you throw an old movie out yeah. there to see if they don't mind talking about right. it. Because some people don't want to go and pick apart their career and talk about the movies that they've done. And you, as a fan, that's all you want to do is talk about. Oh, what about this movie and that movie? And he was he was game for it all. I and so that the earlier you know uh, part of the interview where I was bringing up his his stand up. I mean, I, again, he used to do a Tom Petty bit where he could make a la Jim Carrey make his face look like Tom Petty, <laughs> and and it was one of his earliest bits. And I remember watching him and thinking, and I was just sort of flirting with the notion. I go, how is it? Because he was young yeah, at the yeah. time and looked young. He looked really young. Yeah. He looked like he was thirteen years old. I'm like, how is this guy so polished? Yeah. And uh, he never lost it. His Michael J. Fox was pretty awesome as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, and uh, like there uh, now, I'm, I'm looking at his IMDb. Like you know, I could have kind of gone on about Coneheads, his character, and that, um, and just the wrong Missy, Joe Dirt. We didn't even talk. You know, I mean, there's so many different Emperor's New Groove, great movies. I didn't see Emperor's New Groove. Oh, it's a really good. Anim- Patrick Warburton's in it, and it's a really great animated movie. And he's the star. David Spade is the star, and um, and he plays essentially David Spade in that movie. But it's it's a really good underrated Disney um, animated movie. Wow, and like the the lines from Tommy Boy that we toss around casually like it'll cost you yeah. right yeah. You know, yes like, they, they really we're talking the other day about these movie quotes <laughs> that just live in your brain and surface for whatever reason like he is responsible or for Nick. a lot of those how many times are you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but, and then he's like telling these stories about Rob Lowe and, and Aykroyd and doing the roast for Rob Lowe and, and Aykroyd being on his podcast and I for, had forgotten Aykroyd and Lowe were both in Tommy Boy oh my god so, so yeah, we should have told him about the time where uh, Pierre got pranked uh, into thinking he was doing uh, a shout out for uh, oh uh, Richard. And hopefully, he had a pleasant enough experience <laughs> yeah. that we can get him back on because yeah. there's a, <laughs> that whole thing alone. We can blame the audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh I love God. the story that he he told. He told um, <laughs> it was in Spookers, one of the one of the podcasts or whatever. But anyway, that um, that Farley was jealous of his friendship with Rob Lowe on the. Set of like like no a, like like a petula, not in a bad way, but like sorry. So you would you hang out and have dinner with Rob Lowe last night? <laughs> right, right. And go, I, I mean, like, yeah. in the most fraternal sort of loving way, you uh-huh. know. Speaking of nobody's around, yeah. Oh my, no, speaking, speaking of, of nobody's, nobody's looking. looking. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What college did uh, Tommy Boy go to for seven years? Oh wow, Marquette. Marquette. Really? Yeah, he's wearing a Marquette sh- uh, yeah. jacket in the beginning of the movie. Oh, and now I'm, I'm thinking about the hair thing. <laughs> <laughs> kill anyone, I will kill you. That's funny that they had to shoot that twice. That they brought him back to shoot to yeah. reshoot it because it yeah. didn't work the first you know, time around. They were doing SNL. They would take off and they would do um, like a couple of days shooting, fly back. Like at that time, Lauren Michaels was not. Hey, okay, you you know there wasn't a st- there wasn't um, two hundred people on the 
the uh, on the cast. So they they were held to this. You know, they had to be back to do the show, uh, SNL, and then go back and do the movie, and they were just flying back and forth constantly. Yeah, uh, it was a. Uh Awesome to uh, yeah. to chat about that. So he's doing his show live, and he's great stand up. So uh, Kimmel Cultural Campus dot org. It's tomorrow night, eight o'clock Miller Theater. There's some tickets that remain, so get them while you can, friend. I'd like to give something else away because we're going to take a break, but we do have uh, a Philly sports trip tailgate uh, to give away. Uh, this is a pair of tickets, the number one rated birds home tailgate, and it's on Sunday at Live Casino before the birds battle San Francisco. So we'll take caller number nineteen at two one five two six three. WMMR, and we will give that to you. You're, you're going to get top shelf, all you can eat food and drink. E Rock's the DJ. Hollis Thomas is the Birds Ambassador. And Philly Sports Trips are your host. So visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. Call it 19. We'll be back in a minute with the B File. Hang out. 93.3 WMMR welcomes June 11th at the link, the legendary Rolling Stones. Don't get angry, Red Man. MMR's 13 Days of the Stones. Your shot every day to win free tickets for 13 straight days. Just listen for the Stones song of the day. And the 25th caller goes to the show. And making it easier for you to win, check out the cheat sheet at WMMR.com. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. For ticket info and another chance to win, head to WMMR.com. Plus, tonight at 7, it's Jackie Bam Bam's special Rolling Stones edition of You Call It Friday Night, a show where you can always get what you want. This is your chance to see the Stones live in concert from the station that's well aware it's only rock and roll. And gosh darn it, we like it too. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Uh, real quick, since uh, Case did that shout out, I'll do another one. Uh, this is from longtime listener, first time shark requester. Julia. Uh, she said, my friend uh, Lisa was uh, just diagnosed with stage 2 cancer and she's already fought and beat cancer once and I know she's going to do it again this time. I recently found out she's also a fellow Preston and Steve listener Aww. and I thought that a shart would brighten her day while she prepares to kick cancer's ass. So here you go. And we send that out to Lisa from Julia and good luck with everything. And then this last one, not really a shart out but kind of a request. I don't know. I don't think there's anything we can do but I'm just going to mention this. Uh, from uh, Katie Perlman, and she says, uh, hey, guys, my boyfriend works for SEPTA, and every year they do a themed SEPTA, they do themed SEPTA buses uh, for the annual SEPTA holiday parade. Uh, this year, the Southern Depot chose Rocky as their theme prior to the knowledge of him coming to town. Wow. And I would love to get this bus seen by Sylvester Stallone himself or even get the permission to bring the bus to the art museum for the event this Sunday. But I need some help making this happen. I have pictures of what they've been working on this past month. Please help me make this happen. And I think it would be awesome for SEPTA to get this seen by him after all the hard work that they put into it. Yeah. You guys rock. My boyfriend and I are avid listeners to your show and absolutely love you all. And this would be the best holiday present ever. I, I, I We can't really do anything for you, Katie. No. But maybe just throwing this out on the air might steer you, you know. And I don't know. Somebody can reach out. I heard the email you just read there. Oh. And I'd like to invite him to come out. I'd love to ride the bus, and uh, we can go have some uh, mini melts. Yeah. yeah. You like mini melts? I really do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, they need their own freezer, Preston. Yeah, they need their own freezer because it's colder. Yeah, and I like the donation. And, and the- uh, <laughs> 
team number. Rising services. Yeah, like rising yeah. services. Yeah. Meineke? I like Meineke, Nick. I know you're a big fan. And Casey, I like your uh, your events, your football events. What about Omaha Steaks? Omaha Steaks. And Kathy, I love whatever you talk about. <laughs> the jewelry. Teeth keepers. Teeth keepers. Valleyforge.org. Right, yeah. And, uh, and Nick, I'm a big fan of your old Sun Rocket commercial. Thank you. Sun Rocket. Sunrocket.com. <laughs> Is that even a thing anymore? No, it's no, not. No? Okay. It, like, flew too close and burned yes. up like Icarus. Oh, my Shame. God. That's too funny. Anyway, well, thank you for reaching out, Katie. I wish we could do something for you. Oh, they're right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what the yeah, beginning yeah. of that was. Uh, let's do the B-File, folks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, we'll uh, skip through a few stories here for you, my friend. In Florida, a lawn care and pest control worker was arrested twice for allegedly exposing himself to customers while inside their homes. The sheriff's office said that it first arrested Tyler Mountain uh, after a 76-year-old woman reported him for exposing himself. Investigators said the incident and happened. he's outside? He's 27 by the... No, he was inside, dude. Oh. So investigators said that the incident happened happened when uh, Mountain was supposed to be giving the woman an estimate for pest control work. And listen to his MO here. According to the sheriff's office, the victim said Mountain left her bathroom with his genitals exposed, saying that his zipper was broken and that he needed her help with it. Oh, oh, no. You might have some termites and these are my testicles. Yeah. During the investigation, a detective learned that Massey Services fired Mountain after getting the woman's complaint. However, the sheriff's... You know, some spit might loop that zipper up. However, the sheriff's office said the company confirmed that this is the second time he was accused of doing this type thing by a customer. Oh, here. Okay. And the other one, the sheriff's office said that the victim told the detective that Mountain was supposed to be working on her lawn when he exposed himself and said his zipper was broken. Uh, he was charged with lewd exhibition in that case as well. Or maybe he's just a guy who has trouble with zippers. He buys mm-hmm. inferior pants. You know, he's just got damn the luck. Time to look into drawstrings. Well, I've said, I mean, the zippers existed for a long time now, and they still haven't perfected that technology. Damn, yeah, so you're siding with him. Uh, a passenger, <laughs> I am. A passenger on a Southwest <laughs> Airlines flight was arrested uh, Sunday night in New Orleans after allegedly escaping the plane through the emergency hatch and runway and wow. uh, running away on the tarmac at uh, Louis Armstrong Airport. Like, catch me if you can. Yeah. Or commando. Uh, the that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else has escaped from a moving plane? Uh, oh, uh, executive order. It, it, oh, I don't yes. know. Yeah, uh, TV yeah. Cooper. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, he no, I meant back. Yeah. In movies. In movies. You know, yes. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the Southwest Airlines reality <laughs> uh, plane was still parked at the terminal and had not yet initiated the run up for takeoff when the passenger made their dangerous escape. Uh, he got out on an over the wing exit. Uh, they're located, obviously, over the wings of the plane and offer an emergency self-help escape to passengers who might be sitting in the middle of the plane. Um, and passengers would normally slide down the wings before reaching the tarmac. Emergency exit on planes are usually located over six feet from the ground, so he probably took a little bit of a tumble. Uh, the man was taken to a hospital for evaluation, though no more details were offered. The investigation will be handed over to the federal authorities. I said executive order. I meant executive decision. Executive decision. Oh, this is with Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, Kurt Russell yeah. and um, uh, Halle Berry. 
I was thinking of Air Force One, but they were, they, were, they were in the air when everybody jumped off that. Yeah. Uh, the Evansville. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's looking right at me. Just, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, the Evansville, Kentucky Police Department have arrested a man they say had drugs and a gun tucked into his butt. Oh. Uh, it started with a traffic you stop. You can keep those. Uh, one of the passengers in the car was Christopher Boyd. While searching Boyd, they found a small bag of multiple pills in his right sock, blue pills with an uh, M and an M30 mark, which frequently contained fentanyl and a round white pill as if well. you want to see something wild, tug on that handkerchief. After a failed <laughs> alert... <laughs> After a failed alert from a canine, Boyd said the pills were from his aunt and for a lodged bullet in his spine. Uh, he believed they were Percocet. When asked why there were two different pills, he said she got it mixed up. But anyhow, uh, he stated that he could not spread his legs far due to the injury while officers searched his groin area. But officers allegedly noticed Boyd was tensing up. He claimed he did not have anything stuffed in his butt or groin. But at the jail, he walked with a limp and appeared to be clenching his butt while walking. A body scanner detected a large object and further search turned up two bags with green leafy substance. And after allegedly struggling, Boyd was able to be lowered to the ground and officers allegedly found a handgun in between his butt cheeks. Is this a Daryl Strawberry baseball card? <laughs> Every now and then you hear somebody hiding a gun in yeah. their ass. I don't just... know how you pull no. that off. Yeah, he was booked on multiple intimidation, trafficking, and possession charges. Uh, then we'll do, let's see, one more story and wrap it up. Let's make Make it a good one. How about um, how about this one? Uh, a cafe owner in New Zealand had his truck stolen from right outside of his business earlier this month. Four days later, the undamaged truck was returned to the same location. Inside was a handwritten apology note, Aww. a couple of new toys in the back for the owner's young son as Aww. well. Uh, Varun Shada owns the uh, Katie Street Cafe in Auckland, New Zealand, and he had done some work for the day. He needed uh, uh, to run his. Um, he needed to run back inside the cafe quickly and grab some, so he left the truck running. The keys were in there, and moments later, it came out. It was gone. Uh, about an hour after the theft, he posted on it on Facebook. Four days later, he posted a rather interesting update on the same page. A handwritten apology note was left on the truck, and the thief said he was sorry and explained that he was drunk and needed a ride home. And as a thank you for borrowing the truck, uh, the thief put a couple of new toys in the back and stated in the letter that they were for Chata's son. I'm sorry for what I did. I've left some gifts for your children. Yes, don't open the Pringles can. Uh, other than the license plates being taken and a quarter of the tank gasoline being used, the truck was in the same condition as it was before. And uh, the guy said he's not uh, he's not mad about it. He's okay. okay with it. But the police obviously are still, the guy stole the The police truck. are still mad. So, <laughs> they're going to try and track him down and arrest him for doing that. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right. I will give away these last two. Yeah. And it's actually great because Saturday, or I'm sorry, Sunday's weather is not supposed to be great. And that is going to be, I believe, undercover. So. It'll be, yeah, live casino. This is uh, the number one rated birds home tailgate. So we'll take callers uh, 24 and 25 at 215-263-WMMR. You have, to be, you have to be at least 21 years of age because there's going to be top shelf all you can eat 
Food and Drink. Uh, E-Rock's a DJ. Hollis Thomas is the Bird's Ambassador. And Philly Sports Trips are your host. This is all at Live Casino Before the Birds Battle San Francisco. Visit phillysportstrips.com uh, to grab your spot. 215-263-WMMR. I think I said 25 and 26, right? Yeah, maybe. We'll take those callers. Well, maybe. Sure. And we'll be back in a moment. Lesson question. Trash music news on the way. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. March is a critical time to check your home's windows. If yours are cracked or leaking and won't open or stay open, then it's time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, you get two windows free. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, no sad bro. Friday. And about 50 degrees uh, today. We do have rain, though. Kath, I hope it's going to be okay for the parade tonight. Westchester yeah. Parade. Well, well, you look at the it's, a rain, it's a rain or shine event. Yeah, it's it is no rain or what, shine, yeah. It's happening. So. And people love the rain in a parade. Love it. Just bring an umbrella. You'll Come be on. fine. You'll Shake fine. it on. Yeah, it's, it's Stop warm. it. It's warmer tonight <laughs> than it has been. Uh, let me do a quick check here. Like a couple of days. <laughs> what time does it begin, Kathy? Uh, 6.30 is the tree lighting. Se- 7 o'clock is the parade. It's like a 40% chance. I it- see light rain written here oh, yeah. at, at 7 o'clock. It's really the lava you have to worry about. Yeah. yeah. yeah that so. burns. Brimstone can be a yeah. bitch. But brimstone. Crack one off like that. Man. You know, brimstone. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Today's lesson question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see <gasps> David Spade. Hey, hey, hey. Tomorrow night at the Miller Theater. We just had a great conversation with him. What's going on here? Why is that still going on? They're praying you off, Preston. Hang on a second. Here, here we go. Wrap it up. What do you mean, pray me out? <laughs> There's no words There's on no it. There's no words on it. All right, that's F it. I'll do it. Live. Thing sucks. <laughs> the question that I posed to you, and we'll do a David Spade-related question since we're giving away David Spade tickets. What curse word did David Spade spell out when we were speaking to him? <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. You had to have heard it. It's funny because I know. Yeah. Well, I'll explain. I don't. I don't want to give it away. Right. What curse word did David Spade spell out when he was speaking to us? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you heard it, call now. We'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. 
Brought to you by Sports and Social. Experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social and Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and signed merch, halftime contest, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks and face painting and more. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo being sued for sexual assault by his former executive assistant, Brittany Comiso. Cuomo is once again claiming his old world Italian ways are often mistaken for sexual assault when what they really are is attempted sexual assault. Uh. Jeff Bezos' fiance Lauren Sanchez, debuting a $1.2 million Mrs. B pendant while dining in Nobu at Malibu. Jeff Bezos says he went with the subtle Mrs. B over the original pendant, which read, I have paid good money for this vagina. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. And finally, Felicity Huffman opening up, up, up for the first time about her serving 11 days in prison for the college admissions scandal. Huffman says she befriended an older black prisoner named Red and has since left a scholarship for her Dude. in a stone wall outside of Lucas, Ohio. No okay. yeah. what, right. what movie? Shawshank Redemption. Oh, all, right, okay. all right, let's see. If... <laughs> have you ever seen that movie? I have, but yeah. not so long ago. All right, let's see if uh, we can get an answer. We need to know what uh, curse word David Spade spelled out when we were speaking to him. Two uh, two one five two six three WMMR. We'll go to Kevin. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, what word did he spell out? B i t c h. That is correct. <laughs> yes. And the best part about it was. He dropped an F-bomb. Yeah. He dropped an S-bomb, but he spelled out the word bitch. I know. The one that he could go ahead and say. Uh, but, Kevin, you get to see him tomorrow night. David Spade live at the Miller Theater. Some tickets remain at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So get those now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. You can save big at the passing of the torch sale, uh, which is going on now through December 2nd, which is tomorrow, by the way. Uh, watches for him, diamond studs for her, and yes, even engagement rings will be on sale. FamilyJewelers.com. So next month, the Rolling Stones will release Hackney Diamonds Live Edition, and that will feature tracks performed at last month's launch event at uh, Racket in New York City, one that uh, Pierre was at. I believe that was where he was yes, at. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, the two-CD set features 19 songs, a mixture of the new with the classics, and will be out on January 19th. A few of them are Sweet Sounds of Heaven with Lady Gaga, as well as performances of Shattered, Tumbling Dice, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Additionally, they released a lyric video for Bite My Head Off, featuring footage from Racket and Unseen Studio Fragum of Paul McCartney from the album recording sessions. Uh, the Stones are scheduled in 16 cities throughout North America between April and July, and of course, they're coming to Philadelphia at uh, in the summertime. They're going to be at June 11th at the Lincoln Financial Field. And we have a few days left of the 13 days of the Stones. So at some point today, tomorrow, and Sunday, we'll have your chance to win tickets. Uh, and you need to know the special Stones song of the day. And you can get that through a cheat sheet. We'll also tell you what hour to listen to. Uh, tickets are on sale. They went on sale this morning at, uh, at 10 a.m. So Jeez. they just uh, went on about 20 minutes ago. And Pierre is doing that uh, second shift tonight with Sarah from yeah. 7 to 9. So if you're a Stones fan, I'll request uh, Friday night. Call in and um, request your favorite uh, yep. Stones song. Lots. seven. Oh, Stones. Uh, Kiss reaches the end of the road this 
weekend. Wow. This is it, boys. Yeah. Uh, not only uh, for the uh, It's End of the World tour, but... Uh, Ellen. It's also the end of the band as a touring entity. Tom. At last, with uh, with at least with co-founder Gene Goober. Simmons and Paul Stanley, uh, the group plays two final shows Friday and Saturday. Gomer uh, t- today and tomorrow. Opie at Madison Square Garden, uh, where the group started more than fifty years ago, and it is a fitting site for a finale. And Stanley said that the emotions will be bittersweet. He said it's very mixed. Playing the garden will be exhilarating and full circle as it is, and yet it's also the end of the band as it exists, and that. That's something that is different in so many ways. Crazy. Uh, then certainly the ke- the skeptics might draw any kind of comparison to this farewell tour we did, uh, which was done under very very different circumstances. Uh, this is based on a reality and the limitations of people to continue uh, doing something indefinitely. There's a reason that there are no 70 plus year old basketball players or football players or athletes of any kind. Uh, that we've made it this far is extraordinary. Yeah, we so. just talked about the stuff. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is. Is that they're going to do? I think they're, they're. This is the end of the touring, but they've not closed the the uh, the book on one-offs. You know, shows like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good question. And and you know, they they're open to uh, a couple of other guys filling yeah. in their spots, sure, carrying the the kiss torch. And you know, I don't how know about how, Paul McCartney? I don't know how that would go over, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Paul could do that's it. Right. He plays bass. Who's the Kennedy? He could take over Gene's spot. <laughs> You think I feel like a fool. Would you breathe, Paul? How about breathing fire and spitting blood? No. Um, spotted dick. No, spotted dick. Okay. For the very first time, Queen will perform on cinema's biggest IMAX screens uh-huh. with the global release of Queen Rock Montreal. The digitally remastered live concert from 1981 will give audiences a front row experience in 12-channel surround sound. That's pretty wild. That concert's awesome. Yeah. That's the concert that, uh, that happened to be on one day and Carter was walking by and I go, hey, dude, come here. Watch this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he just sat there, and then his love affair with Queen happened from that moment on. Because yeah. it's excellent. Um, Brian May said, I don't think we quite realized it at the time, but this film has preserved one of the highest peaks in Queen's touring life. On stage in the old glory days, uh, the director was very much focused on Freddie Mercury, and this now stands as probably the most precious, intimate capture, capture ever of Mr. Mercury at his full awesome power. They're going to have popcorn? Uh, at the, the, the theaters? The theaters, yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Queen Rock Montreal can be seen in over 450 IMAX theaters beginning January 18th, and tickets are already cool. on sale. They're having a lot of um, success with this. They did the uh, the Stop Making Sense mm-hmm. uh, re-release, and they had some of those in IMAX theaters and with the Super Sound System. Yeah. I'd like and to see more of that. They found the most important thing at those events was popcorn. Popcorn is so good. Uh, Creed's lead singer, Scott Stapp, has released Black Butterfly, the third single from his upcoming fourth solo album, Higher Power. Uh, about the song on the album, Stapp said, uh, No, he said, uh, Growth is a challenging process, and I often write aspirational lyrics about getting to that next level, knowing what you're capable of and rejecting the idea. I have so much difficulty understanding that young man when he sings. Senator McConnell? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. you're, you're a fan, but you don't understand. All right. Uh, but he said you're you're defined by your mistakes. 
Uh, the album will be out sometime in June. <laughs> Alright, what is this? Uh, it's just a concert announcement. I don't need to give you one of these. I'm giving it to you. I just don't need to. Okay. Uh, MMR rocks. Yeah. I, I haven't read this yet. Uh, Sunday, July 28th, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, Renegades, and Jukebox Heroes Tour with Foreigner and Sticks. Wow. That's a nice show. Yeah. Special guest, John Waite. Oh. As well. That's so, a Jackie Bam Bam special. Yeah. Foreigner and Sticks. This will be Sunday, July 28th, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Uh, it's going to feel like the first time. Tickets go on sale next Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. And you can go to WMMR.com for details, including a pre-sale password. Uh, listen to win free tickets with Ryan in for Jackie all next week. I wish we could get, man, if that wasn't on a Sunday, I would love to get uh, the drummer for uh, Sticks. Uh, Todd Zuckerman is phenomenal. And yeah, he's just one of these guys that's kind of a hired gun. He's brought in, he's, yeah, he's yeah. in the band now. Okay. He's in the band now. It has been for a while, but he is amazing. He's one of Chuck's favorite drummers. He's not, right? he's not the drummer that plays on this song. No, 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 no. He's, uh, I, I think he passed away. Uh, okay. One of the Panazzo brothers. Does I forgot his last name. Yeah, I think he knows that he died. Uh, but anyway, he's great. Never love him. But it's in Sunny. Never mind. Stop it! Yes, <laughs> Stallone, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Talk about Sticks coming back from Vietnam. Have you heard the latest one from Sticks? I'm like, what is that? It's over. All right, so uh, tickets go on sale. Next. Oh, we gone. Okay. What? Yeah, Nick wants to hear it kick in. Mr. Bravado? Yeah, baby. I thought we were all getting down. Sorry, guys. No, I was with you. I know you guys wanted to dance now. It's good stuff. It's yeah. Friday. It's Necrophilia Friday, Preston. It, it is. We, and we dance. Play <laughs> Come Sail Away. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Your wish is my command. <laughs> when everyone is singing along if they know the lyrics. By the way, this is Stallone playing the piano. <laughs> yeah. Kick it in the eye. This part's hard right here. And the fact you do... Daughters, sloping <laughs> cores for the whatever emergencies. Yeah, I can't see that word. Okay, because <laughs> your daughters. I don't want to embarrass my daughters. <laughs> okay, you know what the genre for this is? I've never heard of this. No, Preston, it says progressive pop. Have you heard that? I could see that. Six, yes, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, they. they- so, some of their songs have a, a progressive vibe to them. They they got adventurous musically, man. Sticks gets the gets the the bums rush a lot of times, but they musically, yeah, they did appeal to Give a large. They appeal appeal to a large. Gave my locks in the back, but turned her overdrive. Female audience, which kind of you know had them pigeonholed as leaning more pop, but they're musically very talented. I did. Dude, I'm a sucker for Mr. Roboto. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like this phase. I am a mighty man. I like this song a lot. That's all ethereal sounding yeah. and everything. So. You like you're floating up in space. Yep, just like that. Or like a feather on the wind, like fourth come. <laughs> didn't you name this uh, the robot in Rocky Four after this song? Yeah, absolutely. 
Nothing alone, if you know the lyrics. Uh... Tommy Shaw, right? Uh, the well, guitarist? Yeah. Plays yeah. Gu- well, he's not... He plays guitar. He's not the lead guitarist. But he's uh, sings a lot of the lead vocals and has really, really high harmonies. But um, no, it's the other Panazzo brother, I think, that's uh, the guitarist. So it was Chuck and John, which I just had to look up, Preston. And uh, John was the original one, and he passed away. And, yeah. and uh, Peter and Bobby. Yeah, and Peter and Bobby are down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Stop it, Kathy. Hang on just a Kathy. moment. <laughs> Hand me my fishing rod. Kathy just I'm leads us really down this crap in. Come on, Kath. Uh, it's intern Nick's last day. Oh, really? He's sailing away. Yes. If and you've not had the pleasure to know this young man, you're missing out. Uh, we're welcoming uh, Nick in so we can say goodbye to him. Think about um, if you know the lyric. And- <laughs> So uh, Nick is stepping to the microphone as we speak. We, ne- we never tell these guys when we're no, doing no, it. We're no. just kind of surprising with it. How you doing, Nick? Good. How are you? Are we a little bittersweet on our last day? Oh, yeah. 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 No, yeah. you guys have been nothing but great. So Nick thank paid, you. He paid us a, a, a very uh, wonderful compliment the other day. Uh, he came over and told me how nice we have been to him. Because oh. uh, I, I won't name names, but he had uh, he had worked elsewhere oh, no, at any no. radio station and said it? they were dicks to him. <laughs> yeah. Really? really? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're here at John Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah. No. What an yeah. It was not at the Fanatic. Oh, right. okay. It was a WIP. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. Have you had a, You've enjoyed your time here. Yes, yes, very Excellent, much. Man. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for helping us out. We do appreciate it. Of course, you guys. You know, I grew up listening to you guys, and if I could go back and tell myself <laughs> when I was driving to school with my dad that I would be able to work for you guys, it'd be like a dream come true. So uh, thank you. Uh, thank and you. your dad came in. And yes. Visited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, thank you for that. You guys uh, allowed him to come in, and that was a, a dream come true for him. So. And he's nice. a typist. No, that was a sound effect. <laughs> uh, uh, where are you going to school currently? I'm at Newman University. Okay. So. And what is your, where, where are you in your education process? So I'm a uh, semester behind. Uh, so, uh, I'm I, <laughs> I have a year and a half left. Okay. So, All right. Kind of like a senior-ish type, junior type. You're, I don't really know what my uh, class is, actually. Your end goal? Uh, what, do you, what would you like to uh, pursue? Uh, ideally, I would love to work in some form of media, whether it's yeah. radio, television, uh, streaming, anything with that. But, um, you know, I'm just kind of taking it where it uh, takes me. Yeah. yeah. How, was, um, how was camp out for you? Because you were kind of pulling double duty as an intern for us, but also a student for Newman. So how was that experience for so, you? So camp out was awesome. Um, and I'm not just, you know, trying to toot your guy's horn, but it's like, you know, you hear all the time, like people donate, oh, we gave such and such amount of money to this cause, but you never see it. Right. And be able to work for camp out for you guys and to be able to see the, like visually see the impact it made, how much food you guys brought in, everything. It was absolutely amazing. And especially to be able to be on like your side of it and then also be able to work as like a Newman student. It was just great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you've been great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all the help, man. We appreciate it. It so much, everything you've done for us. Of course, thank you guys. You got it. Have a great time. Yeah, holiday, yeah, yeah. And nice to have you on board, Nick. Intern Nick, hanging it up. He is heading out, and we're going to do this a couple more times. We got a few of them that are uh, wrapping up over the next week or so. It I just know. kills me. It just cuts me. I know. It just cuts me. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. When we get back, we will give away our word of the week prize with Pierre Robert. So do not miss that. If you've been collecting the letters, we'll return in a moment. 
It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. From Northeast Philadelphia, it's Frankfurt Fittler. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world and family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, 10.40 on this uh, No Sad Bro Friday morning or... Necrophilia Friday. Friday morning. Uh, and uh, our first ever. Somebody said it. how funny that uh, it's in turn uh, Nick's last day and the first uh, Necrophilia Friday. Yeah. Can't Sometimes you get that crossover. Yeah, you do. Uh, let me see here. We have had a lot of fun on the program today. Really enjoyed it. Uh, some great guests on the show. <laughs> um, Christopher Titus came by. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight. Uh, and <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> I never know with you. <laughs> Bill came in here, and Bill really enjoyed the Christopher Titus uh, interview, and uh, and he at, at, to it, to show his excitement, he goes boom boom <laughs> like that. He said that really really loud, oh, I miss okay. and it scared me. And Nick was right next to him, and it didn't just scare Nick; it angered Nick. But hurt. It, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting an. Exa- I know. I don't super, want to throw Bill under the bus on the air, but it was I'm going to do loud. It. Um, it was so loud that it hurt my ears. And then, like, I kind of called him on it. And he was like, well, that's, uh, the, you know, the pot calling the kettle black. And I was like, well, if next time I yell in your ear that loud and it annoys you, feel free to say something to me. I don't think he meant to hurt you. Of course he didn't. But, but, but also, was, you, even if you don't mean to hurt somebody, you can apologize afterwards instead of getting indignant about it. It was a, it was a funny, intense moment here in the studio. Oh, I missed the whole It was great. Yeah, it should have been here for Little moments like that are wonderful. I love those awkward moments with uh, Bill. I'm going to so, miss those. I know, yeah. right? Don't We're, worry. You'll get in trouble next week. <laughs> We're running out of time with Bill. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Christopher Titus was great. And how wonderful was David Spade, man? Yeah. Uh, his show is called Catch Me Inside at the Miller Theater tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Some tickets remain at, uh, yeah, the applause is trickling in, uh, KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Again, if you're unfamiliar with him as a stand-up comedian, he is tremendously funny. And, and we talked it, about all kinds yeah. of stuff in his career, which I wasn't sure if... He was going to be cool with that or not. Yeah. I, I, so basically, that's the whole gist of his Fly on the Wall podcast, presser with uh, Dana Carvey. And yeah. so they they have they are fans of other, you know, I mean, there's, a, you know, um, uh, Farley. He talks how much Farley was a fan of John Belushi. And when they were working at SNL, um, Belushi, uh, Farley found a pair of, you know, the, this, the, the wardrobe has all the different pieces of clothing that everyone has worn throughout the years. And there was a, a, a I think the pants. That uh, that Belushi had worn for the Hulk skit, and it said Belushi in the back, and so Farley took those and would wear them. Right. So yeah, yeah, they, they're all everyone's. You know, they they get our fascination with what they've you know given to the pop culture. Yep, Zeitgeist. So at the uh, Miller Theater tomorrow night, by the way. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, yeah. I threw that in for Casey. Thank you. All right, uh, Pierre's here. Hey, man. Hi, Lo. Hello. Hello. How are you? you nice know, to I, see you, bud. Very good to see you, kids, mm-hmm. and good to know it's a no sad bro Friday. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's no sad action. bro glory. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, let's make it a no sad bro weekend. Yeah, uh, it's an action-packed show you had today, uh, and um, 
It'll be an action-packed <laughs> show you'll have next week. I yeah. can tell. Well, I think you, you're ready for an action-packed show. When you come in wearing your holsters, I think that's... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah stand back, mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> so when, um, when uh, at the camp out, the, yeah. um, the Montgomery County SWAT team comes every year. Yeah. And uh, they have me hold some... some um, Weapons? Apparatus. Apparatus, yeah. some weapony kind of device mm-hmm. every year. And um, so this year, they brought a device that has a explosive in it that uh, knocks down a door. Oh, and they okay. brought a sample door. And I went out in the parking lot live on the air. And, it, you know, they made me put on goggles and a hard hat and this and that. And then they said, all right, now take it up. It looks like a small bazooka. Okay. And take it up to the, uh, they had a sample door. And I didn't then, know all this happened. Yeah, okay. this was late. it was about two in the afternoon. They okay. come every year. They're incredibly yeah, cool yeah. guys and funny and fun, and they enjoy the fact that I know nothing about weaponry, uh, and so they always try to have some gadget for me. Yeah. So they all right, Pierre. Now uh, what? Now what do I do? The device is against the door. He goes. Then you press this button, and it, it triggers the thing. Are you ready? I said, Well, not quite. They said, What do you got to do? I said, I got to talk to the you know hostage keeper inside. Come out with your hands up, mother effer. And I kept saying, you're surrounded. And they started laughing. And I said, now I can fire it. And I fired it. Well, was the recoil on it? No, it wasn't that yeah, yeah. strong. Oh, and okay. it wasn't even that loud. Oh. It pushes out a giant metal thing that right. punches oh, through the door. Punches the door okay. through. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's not I, a, I thought it was a, yeah, an it's actual... It's not a gun, yeah. per se, but it has gun-like devices in them. But um, they're always very careful before they show me any of their toys. Sure, <laughs> yes. As well they should be, yeah. but with me they should be extra careful. Agreed. Anyway, stand back. Come out with your hands up. <laughs> Mother effer. Mother effer. <laughs> I could do that. At least in the voice. All right. Uh, I don't know about in regular life. <laughs> Can you do a letter in that voice? That's, yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Get ready. Here it comes. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter S, as in sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we got to take caller number six. Because that starts with an S, too. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call us now if you know what the word of the week is, and we can uh, award you a prize. Yep. Uh, what's <laughs> what's up on your show today, man? I was as butch as I've been in a long time. <laughs> um, let's see. On the program today, we will have uh, Block of the Killers, Block of the Dropkick Murphys, Big Block of the Stones. Um, and that's in honor of the fact, as you mentioned earlier, tickets went on sale 46 minutes ago at 10 a.m. Uh, for the big show, June 11th. We have the 13 Days of the Stones, so another t- pair of tickets today and tomorrow and Sunday uh, to give away. And then uh, I'll go to three. Brent Porsche takes over till seven and I will come back. I'll head to the gymnasium, do my mother effing workout, <laughs> and then I'll get back in my tank and I'll roll back here and I'll kick some effing ass <laughs> with Sarah tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to co-host with Sarah the first two hours, which will be all request stone, be seven great. to nine. Yeah. It's going to be great. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be special for sure, man. Alright, let's go to the phones and see if we can get a winner. We're looking for call number six and that just so happens to be Jim. That would be Jimmy, Casey. Oh, if we, uh, yeah, hang we on. have that. Hang yeah, on. we do. Hang on one second here. Let's go to him. Jimmy! What's up, Jim? <laughs> I think the word is Lotus. Great day in the effing morning. Yeah, baby! Yeah. Lotus! Jimmy. 
right, Jimmy, hang on a second. We're going to set you up with a prize, buddy. Two festive gift packages from Omaha Steaks. One for you and one is a gift. And the package includes four butcher cut top sirloins, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, four caramel apple tartlets, Omaha Steaks seasoning, and four Omaha Steaks burgers. And you can visit omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use code WNMR at checkout, and you can get an additional $30 off of your order. Minimum order may be required, so congratulations. All right, I'll take a moment to thank our sponsors, the President Steve Show. Brought to you today by Duncan and the President Steve Show. Runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Uh, next week, working on a few things. Things, uh, Mr. Skim, yes, going to be joining us. Uh, we'll have comedians uh, Tim Butterly and Mike Rainey in studio. We'll also start, I believe, giving our invites to Christmas Miracle. Oh. So get yourself set for that too. So that is it. We are done. A rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. Beat out. Who da da do? Dip a do dip a